two parts. B. Snyder Radio. You would have something interesting to say right here. Before this, no biggie. And after this. The time has come to make a choice. It's time. I know what goes on behind the doors. I know because I saw it. I lived it. He is gone. I'm into some kinky stuff. What? D. Snyder Radio. I told you. D. Snyder. Where's my autograph book? Okay, stop talking. Get in. Sit down. Shut up. And hold on. Can I please say one more thing? Ladies and gentlemen, D. Let's play. Yet another preemptive four eyes so Beth can't get it in on me. Uh, I told you that I thought they looked fine. <laughs> very defensive. <laughs> I'm very defensive. I know. I understand that eyeglasses are not the look you're going for, <laughs> but they're perfectly fine and you need them to drive. Did she tell you guys I let her see me with my eyeglasses on? No. And why didn't no. we? Because Dee and I were going to the garage at the same time, and he had them in his car. <sighs> well, and she was kind of, kind of nudging me on the air. I noticed, you know. <laughs> she said, "You said you." I said, "All right, come here. For, I'll put them on." So I put them on, and you didn't say they look fine. You said the glasses. Oh you know? no! <laughs> they look good. You look oh, smart. Oh no. oh no! How could you, you do smart? that? They he does. They're the same frames as his wire rim sunglasses. They look fine. Well, their glasses isn't yeah. much of a compliment. Their glasses. It's <laughs> not a well, positive statement. I just had the idea that there. Hey, but but I'm no fool. I mean, you know, I'm not for for ego reasons. I'm not going to not wear them. I can see like so much better. I'm driving. <laughs> There's a road and everything in front of you. you know? <laughs> no, they're really not that heavy, but it's just, uh, it's better, you know? So I'm not going to not wear them just because it doesn't look cool. And besides, I decide if it's cool or not. It's not really cool, so. <laughs> Why didn't you just get contacts? Well, because I only need them in the car when I'm driving. I can't oh. use them. Like the minute I look down at something, it's like read something, I can't see. I got to take them off. Oh. It's purely for long distance, so you'd have to pop them in and out and in and out, or you know, I don't, I don't need them for close up like Nick. Nick, you got contacts, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm a uh, big contact wearer. Yeah, I've been wearing contacts since seventh grade. Dark Side's been fighting getting glasses for years since I was twelve. I've had a few pairs until I was like about sixteen, and I kept breaking them. So how can so. you stand it that you can't see clearly? Yeah, it kind of grows on you. <laughs> Is it? You know what? I mean, I wasn't really fighting it because I realized you got no choice. You, know, you guys, mm -hmm. you know, when you get in your 40s, you, everybody's going to need them sooner or later. And I said, I'm not going to be stupid here and, you know, not wear them just purely because of vanity's sake. You know, there's a safety issue. What, you know, and, and not that I was, I was well, I'm not blind as a bat by any means, but still, got them. 
I wear it when I drive. I let Bessie see him. Four eyes, beat you to it. Oh, they look fine. <laughs> In the trailer parks, they wear goggles, don't they? <laughs> Shooting glasses. <laughs> Hunting stuff. Good morning, everybody. How are you? It's us, the Snyder Radio. And uh, looking here, oh, brand new at home with Mudbone. I'm not sure what to make of it, Beth. Nick came in snickering like Linda Blair sitting at the edge of the bed <laughs> after she broke the neck of The Exorcist in the movie. <laughs> I think it's a good one. I'm like, oh, no. So I'm not sure where this is going. And it's been a couple weeks. Figured it was time once again to check in on the fat man and the weasel, see how the uh, contest is going. Nick claiming, well, originally it was he would gain 10 before Sean lost 20. At this point, I'll take either direction. <laughs> if Sean gains 20 and Nick loses 10, anybody who gets someplace first, because <laughs> there's been no movement. Week one, it was like they each got a pound. Week two, they went back down again. Week three, they stayed the same. So, And, and I'm just starting my diet today. I am ready. Doing body for life. It's a whole, you know, regimen. It's workout. It's diet. It's aerobic. It was over at Supplement City. Stocking up on the stuff. All the stuff I need. Myoplex and stuff. And I, I'm starting today. So I thought I'd add myself into the fray. Okay. We'll be doing that. Say what? Psycho Dan's new game show. we to find a better name for that. You know, like Nazi quiz show or something like that, you should call it. <laughs> That's not taken? Yeah. <laughs> Beth Lockwood's news, all kinds of good stuff, and this has got to be Dark Side Dave's choice. Yep. It is so choice. Cool in the morning on D-Sider Radio. This is Radio 104. <laughs> D-Sider Radio, Radio 104. What? He talked first. What was that? He was just reacting to Darkseid playing applause for his choice of a song oh, this yeah. morning. He's got the applause button going. <laughs> Tool, I miss them. Did they break Manor's up? Now, Manor's got his new band, whatever that thing is called, which is pretty good, but uh, I wish Tool would come back. I love that Tool record. Both, all those records. Darkseid? Yeah, oh yeah, Tool's we're, awesome. We're in agreement. Yeah. I can even tolerate Maynard with all the... Makeup and dresses on and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> I've been down that road. What does what is the deal with insane clown posse? Sean gave me uh, I, I gave me some information from their website. I mean, one of the guys in the band's talking, and it, the whole I guess the gist of the article is that they have an ongoing thing with uh, Kid Rock, a long-standing, you know. Um, pattern of dissing each other, which is very big in the rap community. Now, I thought they had something going on with Eminem. No, no. I, well, they may, but I think Everlast is, he has the, the biggest thing going on at Eminem. That's, that's like oh, huge. I can't keep track. Right, right, right. And it's Fred Durst and Scott Stapp from, uh, you know, from Creed. They're okay. doing it. So they, they're dancing. Alright, so I mean, and, you know, we had things in my day, you know, my day I think it was bands called Man of War and Hanoi Rocks. Wanted to beat them up. Didn't that Hanoi Rocks guy die? Uh, yeah. Vince killed him. Yeah. Vince Neil. Yeah, he killed yeah. him. Razzle. Well. He was driving with, with him when Vince, I think he paralyzed a woman for life and uh, killed a guy in the car with him because he was drinking and driving. I think he did uh, six weeks. You know, it was a hard time out there. Yeah, I guess that ended that feud. Yeah, it might have been longer, actually, mm -hmm. that he did six months. But quite honestly, I couldn't believe that he got off that easy. It's disgusting. 
Disgusting behavior. But anyway, so Sean passes this on to me. And uh, it's, you know, and it, it's basically he's going on and on rather calmly about Kid Rock. And then he makes a reference and he says that, um, uh, what did he say? To me, Kid Rock's blend of excrementy white kid rap with old southern rock excrement sucks. I don't know what he calls his music, but I've always thought it was effing, effing uh, excrementy raps for rednecks to enjoy. Uh, and then so he says, uh, I, even back in the day, I remember telling him, hell yeah, I love this one, that song you did. And I'd really be thinking, it sounds like effing Johnny Cash rapping over Twisted Sisters music. Excrementy. Firing a shot across my bow, like first of all, first of all, I can't. I mean, first of all, they both of them look like Mark Mendoza, my bass player. Okay, they wish so, they looked as good as Mark Mendoza. <laughs> I mean, well, well, toward the end, Mark was putting on a few pounds, and you know, have you seen the insane clown posse? Yeah, I've seen them, and I like ICP. I, I really do. First record, I thought was awesome. You know, so I mean, and you know, and of. Of all the bands to take a shot at, I mean, they're up there on stage with the blood and guts and the gore and the and the whole stage antics, and uh, and you know, and I know they were at one of my shows, or at least they they were you know stalking Mendoza, <laughs> one or the other. Does Mark Mendoza know they raided his wardrobe? Yeah, well, maybe it looks more like Mark Mendoza holding his breath, more like that. But <laughs> um, but anyways, but I mean, you know. I, you know, I think he just like pulled a name out of the hat. Mm -hmm. Why would he pull my band's name out of the hat? Aren't they playing around here this weekend? Yeah, yeah Sunday night in town soon. Sunday oh. night at the Webster. Call them up. Yeah, talk to them. What's don't, the deal? Don't bring them in here. They freak me out. <laughs> oh, just big doofuses. We're all Dude, big Dark Side said they were in here a few years ago. They years had a ago. huge entourage and they were all liquored up. There was like about a dozen of them that came in that weren't in the band and they were all drunk. Well, I'm, you know, like, first of all, yeah, they'll be here at 6 a.m. <laughs> uh, <laughs> second of all, just get them on the phone. This is just, you know, I'm, I'm not. Dude, pick another band. Winger's out there. <laughs> Everybody targets Winger. Leave me the hell out of this. Top 40, you know. Top 40 badass. You know that, Beth. <laughs> I know you are, dude. He doesn't know who he's messing with. They were yeah, on the exactly. list. Exactly. You were somewhere in the 30s. <laughs> Was ICP on the list? No, they weren't on the list. I can't yeah. believe they could even say anything. <laughs> well, apparently, they haven't seen the list. Ah, uh, well, okay. We'll talk to them. Uh, let's see. Oh, today, 710. I got a blank message here, Nick, but I know it's 710. We will be announcing today's winner of the Red Hot Trip and Radio 104's ongoing contest, sending listeners to exotic tropical locations to get away from this darn, fairly mild Connecticut winter right now. <laughs> it was like my jacket was open yesterday. It was actually kind of nice. Uh, but anyway, I'm sure the weather's going to take a turn for the worst. They're saying this weekend it's supposed to be pretty crappy, right? Beth, have you heard anything about that? Yeah, sleet, freezing rain, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So you'll be glad to win a trip to the Bahamas and. Every morning this week, we'll be giving away a trip. People have been listening to the station between 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. Listening for a Red Hot Chili Peppers song. 
And when I hear it, they, if they're calling number 10, they win a DVD of the beach, a CD of the soundtrack for the movie, a collector's item beach bag, and the big deal is they're registered for the trip to the Bahamas. And then every morning of this week at 7.10, we will announce the winner from the previous day's qualifiers. We'll be doing that, giving away trips through Friday. So Friday's winner will be announced on Monday. And uh, yesterday we gave away a trip to the Bahamas, and they were pretty damn happy to get it. I mean, that's a good trip. Yes. Sweet. Sweet. So 7.10 sharp. I'll be making that announcement, okay? Okay, good. We got a recap coming up. And uh, it's entitled, When Superman is Wrapped Around My Penis, I Come Faster Than a Speeding Bullet. I mean, you mean arrive when you say come. You like come hither, right? Yeah, of yeah. course. Just had to be clear on that because apparently there are some rules about what you mean when you say the word come. Uh, and that's clearly what Nick would always mean whenever he uses the word come. <laughs> so we'll take a break. We'll come back. Recaps next. This is D. Snyder Radio. It is Radio 104. serve as a bad example. I know you. Radio 104. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. We're going to get back to the old school. Whoa, 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 whoa. He's old and brittle. I think you're all right. Oh, well, that plays a lot. Radio 104. Realduty.com. Website is up and running. Really, not nothing much to see. <laughs> we should have some policemen standing in front of a barricade, going, "There's nothing to see here, folks. <laughs> nothing to see here. There is nothing to see here." It's like only thing funny about it is how unfunny it is, how straightforward and just like matter of fact it is about selling human excrement. But I tell you about it not because you'll be wanting to buy some, but I need your help with our little experiment to see if. Anything can be sold online, even human excrement, with no bells, whistles, fairy dust, or clever little sales ploy. Go there, www.realduty.com. Just click on it a few hundred times a day. We got to get the hits up so it'll start rising uh, in you know in its place in the search engines because that's what they go by the amount of hits a site gets. Okay. Because when some nut sticks the word excrement, duty, or something like that, feces, into his... You know, as a matter of fact, got to go back to the website, Sean, and make sure that we've got all those words in there. Excrement, feces, duty, crap. Any of those variations, because that's what these kids do. Yeah, I plugged, it, I plugged that in. I did plug that in, yeah. Yeah, because they'll throw the, any of those, but he throws those words in with <laughs> duty in here. See what comes up. You know, I want to get real duty. I try to, to show think, up. I try to think of as many different words for it. I mean, that I could. I, yeah, I know this is kind of tough, but think like a loser. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I know it's crazy, kooky, crazy. Okay, just go out yeah. on a limb. Get <laughs> throw away everything you know. Okay, just free your mind and say. If I was a loser who had no life and, like, sat at a computer day in and day out and, like, you know, downloaded, like, porn and, and had, like, you know, email sex <laughs> and stuff, chat room sex, <laughs> if I was a loser like that, right? how would I think? 
I'll do that. <laughs> what color would my hair be? <laughs> and what would my band's name play? Be, be, you know, when I, kind of, what, which 80s songs will we play? Deeper cuts or the hits? You know, think. think. Get in the zone, man. Okay. All right. But that's realduty.com. Be sure to go there. And also, later on today's show, uh, with what we learned today, we'll be giving away a uh, pair of bus passes or trip passes, I guess, to Catamount Ski Area in Massachusetts. It's a ski snowboard bus trip that Radio 104 is sponsoring. Everybody on the bus will be Radio 104 listeners. It'll be a party. It's happening January 20th. And we've got a couple pair of passes to give away each morning. One of them will be with what we learned today. We'll do another one some other time during the show. So keep listening for that. All right. Uh, enough of that. Oh, a couple letters regarding my glasses. My driving glasses. Driving. They look good. Thank you, Beth. Thank they're, you, Beth. I don't photo think my grays? wife thinks so. What? Photo grays. You know, the kind that get... Tinted no. when the sun comes out. He's gonna need to get some clip-ons. Um, oh. well, you know, we're really for even they're really for night. They're not even really for the daytime. Oh, I mean, I can't, I put them on in the daytime and they do make it a little clearer. But at night, that's when you know that's when I need them mostly. Mm -hmm. so that's why I didn't get that. Oh, okay. Did you have photo grays? Did you ever do those? Yeah, I had photo grays when I was in third grade. Not good. <laughs> you must look bad. Uh, yeah, I got beat up a couple times for those. They, they don't clear up. Well, maybe they've improved them. My dad had them a while ago. Now he just has prescription sunglasses as well. But sometimes they stay dark for a while inside. Yeah, my dad had photo grays a few years ago. I was like, Daddy, you got to change those glasses. Hey, check out the chubby blind guy that just walked oh, in. Oh, after my dad. Uh, oh, your dad, I wasn't talking about your dad. I was just yeah, imagining yeah. someone was a little chubby. Uh, D, what's the deal with your new glasses? If they're that bad, why don't you put like a skull and crossbones in the middle like Wild Thing did in Major League the movie? <laughs> this might make you look more badass and you'd feel more comfortable wearing them around people. <laughs> your Tarrington peep gun. Good idea. Good suggestion. Good suggestion. Charlie Sheen. Yeah, he did look cool. Yeah. Um, well, your frames are a lot cooler than his were in that movie. Thank you. Yeah, he had he had spazzes <laughs> frames from meatballs. And here from Cinnamon Girl says, D, you said you couldn't be a badass if you wore glasses. I think you forgot the baddest ass of them all wears glasses. Need I need a hint, Ozzy? Uh, yeah, he's got well, he's he's got them actually tinted though. I don't know if I've ever seen him wearing... Well, you know, I've, I know Steven Tyler wears reading glasses. I mean, so many people wear glasses, you know, especially as they get, as they get older. Howie Long wears glasses. Of course, if I look like Howie Long, I wouldn't yeah. be here. He does? <laughs> I didn't notice. <laughs> yeah, well, he hadn't noticed this, right? No. Well, if he might look up at his face once in a while, <laughs> wouldn't kill you. Uh, anyway, so uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay with the glasses. I just don't have to wear them around, and, uh, and I'm not going to. I'm not going to wear them for the sake of wearing them. I'm going to wear them when I drive. Okie doke. <laughs> Time for our recap, and it happened yesterday, and it was fabulous. I'm sure it was, and I can't wait to hear it, so I'll remember what the hell Nick's talking about when he says, when Superman is wrapped around my penis, I come slash arrive faster than a speeding bullet. 
This is D. Snyder Radio. At its best, it's Radio 104. Well, former President Ronald Reagan was able to sit up in a chair the day after surgery to repair his broken hip. But he crapped in his bed, so it kind of <laughs> negated the whole thing. The surgeon says Reagan was also able to eat. He does, however, face months of difficult physical therapy and a long uphill struggle, struggle to recover. Reagan, who is now 89, of course, also has Alzheimer's disease. He fell last week at his Bel Air home, a pin a plate and screws were used to repair his joint. And here he's got had uh, very strong bones, and uh, he declared war on China. <laughs> <laughs> Still thinks he's president. He declared war on China. Actually, he sat up to have ice cream. That's nice. Yeah. I give him ice cream. Sure. <laughs> Come on, you got to feel a little bad for the guy. No, I'm not. You know, first of all, he's got Alzheimer's, so. Right. He doesn't really know what goofing on him. Second of all, what are you going to do? I mean, you know, I'm, he's old, mm-hmm. he's very old, and he's got dementia. He's had a really good life. He's had a pretty cool life. He's got people that are kissing his ass still. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even know it's being kissed. He doesn't know why they're kissing it. But that's, uh, and, uh, you know, I'm very happy. I, I'm amazed, though, that it is the top story. It is the top mm-hmm. story. The lead story, Reagan sat up in his bed to have a dish of ice cream. Amazing. The ex-president. <laughs> Why are we even talking That's about this? That's a big this? deal that he did that. Who cares? Well, we were just talking about this last week, and now it is coming true. In line with the new nostalgic trend, underoos, the bright kids' underwear that's fun to wear, is introducing a new line of underpants for grown-ups. Yeah, baby, yeah! How about that? We were just talking about that. See that? that? See that? I'm telling you. I can do anything. These will be out this summer, and for now, they're focusing only on Superman and Batman. No boy wonder just yet, Nick. (sighs) Who wants to be the boy wonder? You want to be Superman. Spider-Man will come out in the spring of 2002. They're not making women's right now, just men's. But, you know, you can fit, probably, if you're a woman and want to wear underoos. I don't know why you would, but I'm sure you could fit in the boys or the men's. Now, if it was me, I mean, looking who you're marketing to... Put a little lift in there, you know. Little, you know, little push up, a little push up action going on. In your pants? Sure, a little, little pad for the guy. Guy, guy's putting on the Superman underoos. He's got issues anyway. I think you're gonna wear the Batman so, one. That's yeah, black. Yeah, yeah. So you put a little something just to bring everything forward. You women are doing it all the time. Why can't we sell it? Yeah, sell it, sell it. Or how about a padded snake in there? Something like that. I, I don't know. If I see a big giant bulge, it freaks me out. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not thinking, you don't like ballet dancers, I guess? I don't think that women like <laughs> the stuffing in the pants as much as the guys think women like it. It's not stuffing, it's a lift. They exist, you know. I'm not wearing them. I'm just pointing it out. You know, if you're going to, the guy who wants to buy the Superman or Batman underwear would probably appreciate a little something extra. <laughs> Make it look a little more. Like Superman. Like Superman, I guess. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. You're Superman, for God's sakes. All right. Well, maybe you could suggest that to the people at... Uh, Superman should have had, like, a huge crotch. <laughs> <laughs> I think he did. It was Superman. No, it was, I don't know. They talked it or something. I mean, you know, it's TV. But he should... Like a ballet dancer. should be out there, boom, right out in the front. <laughs> don't you that, think that would distract from his crime fighting? I think it would enhance his crime fighting. Really? It would distract the criminals. All of a sudden, he steps up and like, wow! They, you know, they, they're checking out his, his schwanstucker, and then he gets, boom, biff, bam. Would kryptonite affect that as well? He takes... <laughs> 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 
Maybe. He keeps a small piece by the bedside just to keep himself from climaxing too soon. <laughs> <laughs> he uses it on himself. <laughs> <laughs> Well, according to Cosmo Magazine, half of all men would like to be a woman if born again. Oh, come on. That's what Cosmo Research says. Only half? Only half. <laughs> I'm surprised by that. I'm surprised that that many men would say they'd want to be women. <clears throat> I'll throw it around really quickly, D. Well, you almost were, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, thinking. But I want to be a woman. I never really thought about it like to be a woman. I guess I have, you know, we. I think men think, wow, being a woman is so sweet. But they're thinking being a good-looking woman is so sweet. You know, being mm. a girl with a big rag that guys are, like, falling all over, paying for everything, opening the car door, kissing their ass, because they know what we do for a beautiful woman. But I think that, uh, I think I've spent time thinking about a woman's lot, and I'm not particularly crazy about it. I've seen your job, Beth. I don't want it. No? No. I mean, it's wonderful. I'm glad you're out there, you guys. But you deal with some issues on a day-to-day -day basis. You know, the you know, the focus being on your sexuality. Am I, am I letting the cat out of the bag here? <laughs> <laughs> no, I have a follow-up question. Don't worry. <laughs> Dark side, you ever think about it? Uh, and none of this you stay home and play with yourself all day stuff. No, no, no. I mean, I, I don't think I'd want to come back as a woman permanently because, like Dee said, you guys go through a lot of crap and just watching childbirth and everything like that. I don't, I don't need it. That's true. You got I don't a tough sign gig. Up for it, you know? you got a tough gig. But if it was just for one day, you know, just to see what yeah, it's like know. without guys, you know, uh, I don't want to go dating dudes or nothing. But if it was just for one even day. Even as a woman, uh, he doesn't want to date men. <laughs> no, I'd be a lesbian. But if it was just for one just day. Just like one shot on the on the, on the the giving end behind the 7-Eleven. <laughs> 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 and Nick, I think you're in that 50%, aren't you, Nick? No, menstruation, man. I can't deal with that. Oh, it's, it's not it's that horrible. It's sure not it that is. fun. No. It's not. But we have to walk around with these things. Yeah, I don't, I think that's I don't, a, think that's I don't want that albatross <laughs> at all. <laughs> the albatross hanging around your waist. Yeah. Oh, it no doesn't thanks. bother me. Well, you don't got one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not really an issue with you, is it, Nick? Oh, we're back. <laughs> On the air, aren't we? I was just reading a very funny email from Tom in Farmington. I guess I'll read it later. It was referencing uh, Nick's worst date ever. Oh. Well, well I, okay. I, you know, we did this whole thing on worst dates, and, and people who listen this time in the morning may not even know about it. But it was a big discussion, and listeners were involved, and a huge re email response to it. And uh, so these people won't even appreciate it. Maybe I should just save it for later on, because it, it references Nick's worst date. Well, in a brief recap... Nick lost control of his bowels in a movie theater. I mean, that's basically the date, right? Well, yeah, he was taking a girl that <laughs> is in middle school to see Back to the Future, and he had bowel issues, and he, he crapped his pants. Is that better? Do you think that Dee's version was more accurate, Nick? Uh, they're both pretty much the same, yeah, <laughs> for the most oh, part. Oh, and we did, play, we did recap it yesterday yeah. morning, so maybe they know. Well, anyway, Tom writes, Dee, it was, it was about... Ten years ago, or about that, I had taken my girlfriend to the movies to see Back to the Future. She really wanted to see it, and I thought it was an okay flick, but that was nothing compared to the sideshow I experienced. While trying to view the movie, my girlfriend caught it first. There was, all of a sudden, an overpowering odor of bowel. 
There's no mistake now. It was bowel. As the gentle aroma wafted ever so gracefully about the theater, making its indecent rounds, my girlfriend began to heave. That is to say, dry heave, as if about to vomit. She was having small, almost unperceivable convulsions, which only seemed funny years after it took place. Well, it turned out that this kid sitting behind us was the culprit. <laughs> he had a, an accident in his pants right there in the theater. We heard it as the whole shooting match went gush. I did feel bad for the little fella. However, it really stunk. Finally, he got up to leave without his date. I guess the embarrassment was too much from the bear. Anyway, he goes on and on, and, and they thought you'd left, but then you, you sloshed down the aisle. <laughs> and then now when he heard Nick's story, it brought closure. Basically, he says he brought Tom performance, and now his closure. He knows that that kid who crapped his pants was none other than our own Nick Lentino. And he says, every time he hears, he has a bad, remember I told about neuro associations? Mm. Every time he hears, hey, Doc! He cringes with the anticipation of rectal stench. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, what's funny is that your worst date ever probably was the worst date for everyone in that entire theater. That's <laughs> yeah, funny. Or worst movie experience. Yeah. Providing some memories for some people. <laughs> As always. Yeah. Golden moments. Poor uh, Okay, 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 okay. The okay. fact that you rose above that and achieved the success that you have to date is pretty astounding. <laughs> That's right. It is. It is. It really is. I'm that just thinking, scar as a kid. Yeah. Well, I'm just thinking of the poor bathroom attendant who had to flush down my underpants. Whoever that girl is, you should find her and thank her for not spreading that around the entire school. Mm-hmm. You would have. You could have been known as Thunderpants Lentino forever. <laughs> Actually, hey, I met her at church. Got around. Oh. The, got around Sunday school, but it I was, did. I was confirmed shortly after, so I was able to make a quick. <laughs> yeah, apparently, after her, her date with Nick, she no longer believes in God. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you do this to me, Lord? <laughs> Lord, I've been a good girl. She's uh, Nick. You know when you came when when you applied for this job. Did you have bathroom proximity concerns? I mean, is that one of the first things you checked out? Go, all right, there's a station. There's the bathroom. <laughs> Running, you know, like how far away is a bathroom from your job? That's, that's important to you, isn't it? It is. It's one of the things I check out. Yeah. That's good. Mm. That's good. You know, right. seriously, you should check out as to whether or not you have irritable bowel syndrome. Oh, people have told me that. No, I don't. But he the problem is... We've does. already been through this. Yeah, I, the problem is I'm really concerned about this uh, real duty thing because I was talking to Darkside yesterday and I, I think we're going to get some orders pretty quickly. You don't think you can duty. produce? I haven't, I haven't produced in two and a half days. Performance anxiety? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I'm nervous about this because I, I have a feeling we're going to get a rush, and I got to be ready to perform and drop that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really think so, D. I think this is going to work. I think it's going to happen. So it's like that commercial where they they open up their dot com and they say click. Click, click, you know, the order's three, four, and all of a sudden the, the dial starts spinning with yeah. thousands of orders. Yeah. You see Dark Side Nick in there pumping them out. We're going to have to have your rest upstairs make us some extra chili. <laughs> Listen, don't, you know, don't worry. If that actually comes to fruition, we're going to bring in the interns. Everybody will contribute. Mm. All right, Beth, I'm looking at Beth. Hey, we're a team, no. you know what I'm saying? We're, we're a team. There's no, there's no I in team. That's right. There is a, however, a me, if you 
turn the letters <laughs> around true. a little bit. There's a me in team. Okay. Uh, and and X-Lax, there's plenty. There's X-Lax. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, we can loosen you up real good that way, Nick. All right. Well, we'll take a break. We'll come back. It'll be time for some news. Beth, please mm-hmm. tell me what's going on out there. Lots of stuff going on. D, you'll like to hear the story about the Red Cross and their warnings about uh, blood supply and mad cow. I know that that's something that concerns you personally. Yeah, it does. Looks like a peace deal may not be brokered between Buddy and Sox. I'll have an update on that story. It's ongoing. Okay. A new website, people living their entire lives on the web. A New York couple. Oh, they're talking about Sean. A brand new invention for you and your time on the toilet, Nick. You might want to be interested in that. Uh, really interesting uh, Broadway production concerning the penis. <laughs> and uh, update on Friends and Elizabeth Taylor. All right. Well, that's, that sounds very intriguing. Uh, Nick was like all standing at attention when you said new invention for the toilet. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I heard about this. I know what you're talking about. And okay. I think Nick is going to be very pleased. I think awesome. so, too. Very pleased. You know, uh, in the interest of giving people information that they so badly need, mm-hmm. how about if we give them some traffic right now? Before we go into spots, so they know what the hell's going on out there on the roadways. Psycho Dan? Hello? Yeah, how about some traffic, man? <laughs> Don't throw it to me like that. This traffic, <laughs> this traffic report is brought to you by the fan club. Look at you, Cousin Chris. And now, Psycho it only, Dan. <laughs> it only took one month, two months to get him to turn into Chris. Hello? <laughs> There you go, go psycho, go! Is brought to you by the fan club located in Windsor Locks on Route Now back to D. Snyder Radio. The guy's a fighter. It only takes one man to change the way things are on Radio One. All right, we got the new Dior stickers. Are they the static window cling ones we were talking about getting? Did we get those yet? Um, I don't know if those are in yet. These are just the regular Euros. We're getting both kinds because yeah. some people don't want to put a sticker on their car, but they're comfortable with a window cling. Some people said they don't work good, Beth, but Dark Side's had one on there for the bucks. It's been there for 30,000 years. <laughs> yeah. Much to Nick's chagrin. He's <laughs> waiting for the thing to fall off. I saw him picking at it the other day, trying to get it to fall off. Yeah, it's the resin that's keeping it stuck on to that window. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, there's the resin effect. Uh, But we are looking for local businesses throughout the state of Connecticut, parts of Massachusetts, our listening area, including Long Island, who are willing to be Eurosider Radio Eurosticker locations. Okay, we want to have a network of Eurosticker locations throughout the listening area. Still have not seen a sticker other than that scratched off one. I'm sickened. I'm sickened. But we're about to... When are we going to set this thing up, Nick? Uh, Kelly, our promotions manager, has them going out tomorrow. And we'll have a complete list of locations uh, with each city and street at the business where you can find D euros. And we'll put it online and everything like that so people can find all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 be good, good. Okay. All right. Well, before we get into the news, Beth, because I know there's plenty of important news, and 710 will interrupt, of course, with announcing the winner. Well, I'm not really sure because I don't, I don't, unless I, we can find the winner sheets in the next um, 15 minutes, I don't have them in here, Nick. Oh, we don't have them. A little them. heads up. Ah. Thank you. 
Okay. But I was I was told in a in a in a memo from Todd Thomas, program director, that it would be posted on it would be on our door, taped to our door each night. Yeah. It wasn't taped yesterday. yesterday no. And it wasn't taped the day before. No. Both mornings hmm. we've kind of had to search around for the winter sheets. Well, personally, I don't think it's Todd. I'd like to go out right there and say I think he's being sabotaged. <laughs> and uh, somebody's trying to undermine his, uh, you know, program directorship. And he should be notified immediately. And my, I suspect... The dirty hippies who are emptying the Sobe cooler. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because every Sunday, coming cooler holds 50 gazillion bottles of Sobe beverages, refreshing Sobe's. Come in Monday, it's empty. And I noticed that their van with the flowers all over it, their, their VW camper van, is like listing to one side <laughs> from the weight of the Sobe's. Become a lowrider. Become a lowrider from all the Sobe's. And playing dumb. I have one or two when I'm thirsty. Yeah, sure. Sure, exactly. <laughs> exactly. What the hell's the problem with the di- people emptying that Sobe cooler? It's like they've never seen a free drink before. <clears throat> cool song. All my friends, you Is this in our playlist? Because this would be a good wake up in the morning one. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, we yeah. should add that in there. It's in somebody's. I've got to, I've got to address this because, you know... Nick gets big reaction one way or the other. And uh, yesterday we were talking about Nick, his voice, his, his, his performance on Monday's show. And we've got a few responses. Um, Genghis John says, D, some people have a voice for radio. Nick has a voice for silent movies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, that was a better one here, Genghis. And then Sharon writes in regarding Nick's behavior on Monday. I've been a listener since your on-air debut. Nick's behavior towards Sean yesterday was disgusting. Talking about that Monday. He spent a full two and a half minutes of airtime chewing out Sean for missing the traffic reports. Nick went as far as to begin soliciting new interns. (laughs) Sounds like content to me, pal. If I were an intern listening to the way Nick was degrading Sean, I wouldn't even want to work for such a dick. Sean took it very well. He went along with Nick for a bit and told him to go screw. I think Nick is too immature to be left in charge of your show, and he needs to learn a lot of people's skills and poise before he takes over any position of authority. Wow. Here's one that says, uh, D, please do not let Nick talk on the radio when you guys are not there. Monday, I had to change stations. All I got to say, man, Sean was doing fine Monday till Nick started talking. That's from RT Fire 1. And uh, let's see, uh, Sarah Eve Pritchard writes in to say uh, she loves the show. She's addicted to the show. Uh, and, uh, you know, when she gets depressed, listening to Nick and how sad his life is just makes her feel really lucky to be who she is and not have to live his life. I love that. Uh, he says, I'm not quite sure who he thinks he is trying to take over your show, but Monday morning, he was the only one talking when it was time to talk and never even mentioned Darkseid's name, which I found rather wrong of him. Dark you were Side's here, actually, weren't you? Uh, there, there was a couple of, couple of times where he threw it over to me, I guess, but that was just to try to, like, you know, keep control. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm, I, I don't know. I don't think this whole thing is, is fair at all. There was an incident that happened about quarter to nine after we had missed a few traffic reports. Before that, would D, you, it would was... You like a listener, would was, you like a listener to defend you? I have a, a defense of you here. Thank you. 
Okay. It says, defending Nick. I was listening on Monday when Nick was going off on Sean. I think Nick, Nick had every right to say what he said. There were sponsors for the traffic. And the only reason Nick gave Sean a problem was that the listeners were probably wondering why there was no traffic report. And to make the show stand tall while you were out, Nick went right to the problem instead of letting people think that Nick just brushed it off. I don't think you were right in giving Nick a hard time about that. Steve J. Barkhamstead. You want to put this in that little file of people who <laughs> like Nick? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got to He had your back. A little bit. Yeah. He had your back. Dookie from Waterbury says two requests. Listen to the, listen to the tape on Monday's show, and you'll see that people are not exaggerating about the way Nick handled himself. And two, for God's sake, don't take any more days off, please. That's Dookie. <laughs> and then this one here, uh, last letter I'll read. A little long, but D, what is up? I am an adult. I used to listen to an adult radio station, and that was, that was fun and funny. But now it all seems like, let's wait for Nick to make a move. Say something that can be misconstrued or off-color and report him to Daddy for punishment. Daddy, of course, being you, D. You are falling right into this trap, dutifully being Big Daddy Disciplinary Snyder. This is sickening. Sean and Psycho are whiners, little bitches. The peeps who call in to report Nick are only trying to fall into favor. This is not fun or funny. Nick is Nick. He is what he is, and that adds a certain draw to the show. Allowing him and making him available fresh chum in shark-infested waters is childish. And what's up with Beth? Saying, oh, Sean works such long hours, get off his back. Doesn't Nick work those awful long hours, too? I've heard her say that Nick is there from early morning to early evening more than once. So this entitles her to what? Get on Nick's back because he works long hours? I do agree with one thing you said. None of this should be taking place on the air. The morning team needs to grow up. It is much more humorous when you all get along and laugh in common yeah. about things and not at people's expense. D, the morning show staff, nor the listeners need a daddy. We need a morning show personality. Remember what we all know and learned about tattletales. If they turn on Nick, they will turn on anyone. Sign Anne-Marie. Great. Now you guys got me in trouble. <laughs> Mom's pissed. <laughs> good, good going, Nick. Now Anne Marie's pissed at me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> just, I just need you. I mean, when you're not here, I'll just leave it at this. When you're not here, certain things might happen, and I think a lot of times they're embellished or exaggerated by some of our fair listeners here and they love to throw me under the bus to you she's right seems like a, a, a everybody's favorite pastime is throwing nick under the bus <laughs> why do i wait a minute stephanie why do i sound like a dick stephanie oh oh because to, it's not that you sound as much like the word you just said but it's pathetic that you have to yell at a grown man on the radio two days in a row and you can just be playing some music. And if you have a problem with him, which I'm sure you do, you can talk to him out, uh, off the air. It's fun for one day, but two days in a row talking about the same thing over and over again makes me wish that Jake was there. Oh, oh! I know! Oh, or even oh, in 1993 when there was oh, no DJs. Oh, Jeez, oh, come on. We promoted oh. for you for a reason. Oh, you're cutting me to the quick. All right, all right, Steph. The only reason I, only reason I read it is because people responded, and I try to recognize people's response. When, you know, when people email, the listeners email, it means it's something that they've got an opinion on. That's so true. we're, we're not going to drag this on. Email too. 
Yeah, and we did, and we did address this with Nick off the air. But I, there was a lot of email on it, and I just wanted to acknowledge that. And Anne Marie yelled at me, so uh, I feel much okay, shame. Yeah, so it's done. No more. Play some music. Oh, that's, that ain't happening, stuff. But uh, but uh, but I uh, would feel shame. And but I feel shame, and and uh, I'm not talking to Nick anymore today. Okay, let's time now for the news. Who's that guy in there? Radio 104 headlines. One of the main attractions at the Mystic Seaport, or aquarium rather, has died. Stormy the dolphin, rescued after a shark attack three years ago, died yesterday morning. Aquarium officials say the five-year-old dolphin became ill over the weekend and had stopped eating. So. This is unrelated to the, the dolphin attack? I mean, to the shark attack? Well, yeah, that was several years ago, so it seems as if he just... Well, five, five years old, that's really young for a dolphin, too, so I'm sure that they're looking into what happened. Uh, it's sad. Always a loss. Dolphins were a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. A lot of fun. A flipper. Gotta love, everybody loves the dolphin. Sure. Don't you, don't you love a dolphin, Beth? <laughs> I love dolphins. As a kid, didn't you dream of swimming with the dolphins? You ever I, swim with a dolphin? I, sure, I would still like to do that. I haven't done it. You never did it? No. Oh, my kids have done it. My wife's done it. Yeah, it's, it's great. Swim with the dolphins. But no longer will they swim with Stormy. No. Oh, well. Oh, well. Sure had a few good years. <laughs> President-elect Bush and his wife, Laura, are packed and ready Mudbone to go. Mudbone wasn't seen in the area, was he? No. <laughs> wasn't that an old at home with Mudbone? Had to eat when all away from home? Uh, right. Yeah. Blow yeah. away the dolphin? Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. The Bushes will be leaving their Texas ranch today for their new home in Washington. Before leaving Texas, the Bushes are scheduled to stop by their hometown of Midland for a sentimental send-off rally. I hope he wipes the cow manure off his boots before he <laughs> enters the White House. <laughs> Would hate that smell. I can't, are you going to watch? Oh, yeah, I'd like to watch. I'd like to see those Red Hot Mamas and that lawn chair brigade in the park. <laughs> what is a lawn chair brigade? I told you yesterday, they have a crew who they unfold and fold aluminum chairs in interesting patterns with music. That's entertainment. And then the Red Hot Mamas, the ones from Idaho, they do skits with shopping carts. They're going to be in is, a parade. Were these his choices? I'm not really sure. I don't know if he signs off on the parade or not, but it's interesting. Is it true he's having a kegger after uh, after he's in the office? Yeah, I Big heard kegger. That. I heard All that. All the old frat guys' skulls mm -hmm. coming up. Everybody's hanging. Yeah. Hanging at the White House. That's uh, a party. The Girl Scouts have unveiled a historical marker in Philadelphia to commemorate the spot where Midge Mason and a friend made the very first Girl Scout cookies. That was back in 1932. They were so popular, the Scouts contracted with Keebler to launch a national cookie program that still endures today. I'm pretty sure... Sales are starting right around now. They're not already underway. Midge Mason? Midge Mason. Is responsible for the first Girl Scout cookie? Yes. What made it the first Girl Scout cookie? I mean... Well, I think because you know, it was the first time the Scouts decided, let's try to sell some cookies. So Midge and her friend made some, and I think they were shortbread or butter cookies or something like that, and they hmm. uh, thought, this is a great idea. Let's broaden this. They were delicious. Mm. They sent them out, right? Mm -hmm. uh, they, now, they, they sent us a whole case of delicious Girl Scout cookies. We had a box of every kind, I think. They're all gone. <coughs> Is that a surprise with <laughs> Nick, and, Nick and Sean in the office? They eat Christmas tree ornaments. That's Nothing true. safe in there. But uh, I was particularly glad to see the low-fat mm -hmm. ones in there. There was something for everybody in the Girl Scouts cookies. And, uh, you know, we, those little Girl Scouts come around. It's a good organization. You mm -hmm. should support it. Yeah. 
Everybody loves well, brownies. Well, the, the American Red that? Cross plans to ban blood donations from people who have lived anywhere in Western Europe since 1980. USA Today is reporting the agency is taking the action to protect Americans against mad cow disease. The Red Cross collects about half the nation's medical blood supply. And that, D. Snyder, includes you. You see? You see, they wouldn't take my blood because I spent time, uh, an extended period of time, in England during, uh, well, during a period where they felt that, you know, Mad Cow was around but had not been yet mm -hmm. discovered. And they're not sure how long, you know, it can lay dormant in your system. And they said there's a possibility that I could have Mad Cow disease. We're keeping an eye on you. What happens? It's really, what happens? it's really awful. It's terrible. You, what, what's the, anybody know the symptoms or anything? I don't know the symptoms, but I know you deteriorate in really terrible fashion. It attacks your brain. Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't think it's your memory that goes. I got that! No! <laughs> that, that explains a lot. Sean, go find out what the symptoms of mad cow disease are. Doc so B is around, so maybe he can tell us. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Uh, Doc can fill us in because we can post them. And uh, you guys can just watch in case I start to go. We can put check marks next to the ones you are. <laughs> It'll be good radio if I get mad cow on the air. Yeah, but they won't take my. They won't let me donate blood. Right. It was not. And so yeah, because uh, well, and now they won't even take any blood out of Europe, huh? Anyone who well, I guess they don't. Probably the American Red Cross doesn't anyone, but this covers anybody who's lived in yeah Western Europe, not just England. Can we get Doc B to give us, uh, Doc, can you give us any, Doc B's here, everybody. Resident D-Sider Radio Medicine Man. <laughs> How, Doc? How you doing, Dick? Good. So, uh, do you know anything about mad cow disease? Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> do I look like I got it? it? <laughs> you're, you're, you're still alive from eating the placenta, so you probably don't have it from that. Um, <laughs> it, it's sort of like getting Alzheimer's disease. But really fast, uh, people who get it are dead within six months. It's just rapid onset of, of dementia, of senility. Uh -oh. And then you rapidly die from it. Who are you people? <laughs> <laughs> Where am I? Did I just have hip replacement surgery? Um, and who's oh, hi, sir. Who are you? Uh, no, okay. So it's, it, it affects, it's all, it's all about the brain, huh? That's the, the, there's a human version of it. No one, no one knows yet if, if you can get the, the cow version of it, but no one wants to take a chance. Oh, so it ha the cow version hasn't been gotten. They're just concerned that there might, something might happen. Yeah, it's, it's very similar to the human version. And this comes from uh, having sex with cows in Britain <laughs> in, the, in the 80s, right? <laughs> potentially, potentially. Man, those See, tour that's why buses were about interesting. Me. I never cheated on my wife, Beth. <laughs> but I can't say some of those. I've been with a couple of cows. <laughs> well, that skin lesion removed from President Clinton's back was cancerous after all, although luckily it is a type that never spreads to other organs. It's and he'll not a tumor. need no further treatment. <laughs> During his annual medical checkup last week, doctors discovered what they called a small, suspicious skin lesion. They took it off and burned the area around, and it looks like it hasn't spread at all, so he'll just have a checkup in a few weeks to see how he's doing. What's that big, big ugly blob in the middle of his face there? His nose, you mean? <laughs> oh, is that what that is? His nose. His oh, nose right. has metastasized all over the rest of his face, but <laughs> yeah. his back is okay. He's got some proboscis. I mean... <laughs> and that's coming from you, no offense. 
Excuse me, mine fits my face. He looks like W.C. Fields. It's getting worse. I know, and I don't think he's a big drinker, so I don't know why it's expanding. It's a rapid rate, but he and Teddy Kennedy have a race to the finish. Oh, on. man. Are you going to do anything on, on those hearings yesterday? Um, next time, yeah. Oh, because I watched some of that stuff. Yeah, oh man, Teddy Kennedy. He is he's a walking caricature that it guy. It is so interesting when Teddy Kennedy gets up on the high horse because you have to try to block out all of his indiscretions. You know? Yeah. It's pretty yeah. funny. Well, but he's not a bigot. So he's <laughs> That's got, one yeah. thing he's not. Well, he's got he that chooses going for him. He chooses his battles. Right. You notice he didn't talk about killing people or drinking or right. uh, or running around a club with your pants down around your ankles. <laughs> he didn't. He doesn't bring any of that stuff up right. ever. Well, it looks like the peace just cannot be made between Sox and Buddy, the first pets. Clinton said yesterday on Air Force One, I've made more progress in the Middle East than I did between Sox and Buddy. Says he feels all the skills he's learned as president in bringing people together are not working in his own home between the dog and the cat. He says he doesn't know what's going to happen once he's out of office in just a few short days. He says he and loves the cat, but he doesn't know what to do. But he's keeping the dog. Well, I don't think Buddy's going anywhere, yeah. Yeah, he, he loves that dog. Well, that is the case always, though. I mean, I don't know about anybody else, but uh, I find that my God-given abilities... To talk, to speak, to impart wisdom, to enlighten people, yeah, uh, and uh, to be downright funny doesn't work in my own household. <laughs> they never does. <laughs> Cannot communicate, and none of none, Suzette's just so hip to my line of excrement. That I, <laughs> there's nothing I can say that she hasn't heard before. So I mean, you know, he was. I know he just sits there with the dog, with his wife, going, "I can, I can bring countries together, and I can't get you to sleep with me, honey." What's the deal here? But that's just that's the way it is. Well, a New York couple are broadcasting their every move on the internet. They've even gone as far as to have a, have a webcam in their toilet bowl. Josh Harris and Tanya Corin, who are a couple say they're trying to decide whether they prefer living in private or public. They've gone to interesting measures to make that decision. They live in Soho together along with 32 heat and motion seeking webcams. You can check out their lives at the weliveinpublic.com site. Where is the toilet cam located? Inside the toilet bowl. Oh my God! It's a cornhole camp. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's just. Oh my God! I haven't checked it out, but it says in their toilet bowl. I assume that means in the toilet bowl. It's a brown eyes view, huh? Wow. Oh. Uh, around forty thousand people have registered at the site. I think it's one of these pay sites, and there are about five hundred hardcore fans who spend all day watching and chatting about these two people. Get out of the house. That's horrible, Sean. Don't you have something better to do than that? <laughs> Get a life, dude. They found the winner sheets, so I have the winner sheets now. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that's very good. How did they find the winner sheets? Let me ask that weird-looking strange guy <laughs> with the ferret face in there. You, sir. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, how did, what, where were the winner sheets? Sean found them somewhere in the studio. He has music? We gave, um, <laughs> we gave Todd a call. We called our promotions manager as well, and Todd gave us a call back. So, Sean found him. Sean? Hey, I'm Mr. Is everything okay? Everything's okay. Good. All Get right. Now. Fed up. I'm fed up. 
right, well, Excuse shall I just pick right. a winner? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just want to ask Sean, did you, did you speak, Sean, did you speak to Todd, or did this other guy speak to Todd? No, I just, I, I spoke, Chaz just called. I called oh, okay. Todd, and Todd called Chaz, and Chaz just called me. Did, okay. uh, well, um, somebody be sure to inform him that his uh, program directorship is being subverted. Somebody is sabotaging his work. Because I know that when he says he will tape the winner's name to our door each night, okay, each night, I know that it will be there. So it must have been there, and someone tore it down, Beth Lockwood. We have two things to do here before we get back into the news, okay? Okay. One traffic, two to announce the name of the grand prize winner, Psycho Dan, could please have a traffic update. This traffic report is brought to you by Suburban Sports. Suburban Sports in Berlin is having a huge ski and snowboard accessory sale. Gloves, hats, and pants from Black Diamond to Rip Zone are all on sale at Suburban Sports in Berlin. If you're traveling on 84 eastbound, everything's okay there. 84 west, a little bit heavy now over the Bulkley Bridge. 91 southbound, you'll slow down between exits 35 and 33. 91 north is fine, and Route 2 traffic is starting to build between exit 4 and the flyover. At 716, I'm Psycho Dale with this Modern Rec Report on Radio 104. Okay, each day this week, we are, Radio 104 is tripping and giving away a trip to the Bahamas so you can get away from the Connecticut winter. We're five minutes behind right here, so Beth Lockwood, please announce today's winner. Amanda Brown of Moodus is going to the Bahamas. Of where? Moodus. Moodus? Mm-hmm. That's a new one. <laughs> Moodus. Never heard of Moodus. Uh, yeah, okay. So, hey, if you'd like to win a trip, you can. Just keep listening to Radio 104 all day, each day, between 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. When you hear a Red Hot Chili Peppers song, be call number 10. You'll win a DVD copy of the beach, a CD of the soundtrack, a collector's item beach bag, and be registered for a trip to the Bahamas. And the next morning at 7.10, if we can find the damn winter sheets, <laughs> we will announce the previous day's winner. We'll be doing that all week long, okay? So that's Red Hot Trippin' with Radio 104. Now, Beth Lockwood, okay. sorry to interrupt you, but I'm, let's get back to the news. Well, Kimberly Clark, maker of many home products, is coming out with a new one this summer. They are wet wipes on a roll. These are for... Sweet! Toilet sorry. use, basically. <laughs> Look for the rollout of moistened toilet paper coming to a store near early this summer. The Fresh Roll Wipes Dispenser will sell for about $9 with four rolls, and then refills will go for about $4 for a four-roll pack. So what they are is basically moistened wet wipes on a roll. Oh, now, we've, we've spoken about this issue of cleanliness and bathroom hygiene at length on this show because we only talk about the really dignified and important things in life. <laughs> and uh, somebody said, well, you know, my solution, someone wrote in, was they kept a, a thing of baby wipes handy. But this will be on a roll. Moistened toilet paper on a roll. Nick, look, I see you. Just your, your face is all aglow. I like that, too. Sounds good to me. You like that. You yeah. like that. So rather than the dry wipe, you've got the moist wipe. Yeah, you don't get the stick. You know what I mean? With the and, wipe, it's and nice and clean. You feel you feel moist, moistened towelette, towelette clean yeah. down there. Yeah. And for a person who spends much time in the bathroom, maybe we can get a sponsorship. Yeah, We've well, got Sobe. Maybe we can get <laughs> Kimberly Clark <laughs> to sponsor Nick. Because it's pretty expensive. 
$4 for four rolls. It's about what? I guess more than double what you can get regular hey, toilet hey, paper. Nick lives large. You know, know. $45 <laughs> bottle of wine. Yeah. He only has the best. You know, you got to treat yourself well, right, Nick? That's right, especially in the bathroom, dude. Yeah. If you can't fail, if you can't fail, licking fresh down, feel licking fresh <laughs> down there. <laughs> Nick wants to know that any time the hind lick maneuver can be performed on himself with confidence. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. Well, there are two guys. They're Australian. Their names are David Friend and Simon Morley, and they're looking to transfer their London hit play to New York. It is called Puppetry of the Penis, and it consists of the two naked men manipulating themselves into 45 different configurations, including fried chicken, the Olympic torch, and the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> Wait a minute. Manipulating their... You say themselves, you mean... They call it they call it genital origami, D. <laughs> they have a book that goes along with it, which is a bestseller in England right now. The show ran for five months in London, and they're looking to bring it here to the United States. Puppetry of the penis. Well, I mean, I think, you know, the Hartford stage is a place to debut that in the United States. I mean, if you can't make it in Hartford, where can you make it? Yeah. <laughs> maybe not the Hartford stage. Maybe, maybe... Real art ways or somewhere that's a little oh, oh, off oh, Broadway in Hartford. Putting on airs. <laughs> the Hartford stage is too good for puppetry of the penis. Take it to the Bushnell Theater. And now fried chicken. <laughs> I like to do the one arm. I can only do the one armed octopus. It's, it's, the hairy one-armed octopus is my only uh, my only actual origami I can do with my genitals. Uh, <laughs> wait a minute, this sounds like a book reading if I ever heard one. You'll have to pick We're, up a copy. Yeah, Beth. I mean, we haven't heard any good Beth Lockwood reads from the penis in a long, long time. I hope that there's some good reading that goes along with it. It's not just pictures. We'll have to check out a copy. Yeah. Well, well, Nick's hoping for more pictures, less reading, but <laughs> but uh, we're hoping for some good reading as well. Well, that's that's exciting, and we should put a call out to them, Nick, and let them know that we would like to sponsor this show here in Hartford. A D-Snyder Radio could get behind, whether Beth supports it or not. <laughs> yeah, a fine, fine production like this. It's art, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's not just guys up there, right? I mean, it's art. <laughs> Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. This is, it, oh, oh, no, I mean, the, the men exposing themselves publicly is, not, <laughs> is a total side thing. It's, not, it's really not the focus of the show. Right. It's all about art. Nick, what kind of origami do you, uh, can you do with your penis? <laughs> do lots of different origami, do I mean, yeah. I'm very flexible, yes. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> you are. Uh, your crotch blowing a bubble, that's one of them. <laughs> do that. It's my favorite. Uh, Gene Simmons will head to television to host a one-hour documentary called The Secret History of Rock and Roll. This will be on Court TV, of all places. It's all about the criminal side of music over the past 50 years. Gene Simmons, of course, of KISS, says it's important to shine light on the unscrupulous types because if you shine the light, the cockroaches go scurrying. I, I think what he actually said was, if you shine the light, <laughs> cockroaches, boom. They go scurrying Beth Lockwood. Maybe we can get Gene to call in and tell us yeah. about his new program. June 11th, it'll be on Court TV. He's got two shows. He's got a show on VH1 that they're already filming as well. I'm not really sure what that one's about, but he's got two shows. He's a busy man mm -hmm. now that he's sold all of his clothes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, NBC is not lying down for Survivor. You know, it's coming up against Friends for the November sweeps. And I guess, of course, it'll be um, starting before that. Uh, it's going to extend Friends by 10 minutes. So it'll be oh. a 40-minute show. And then they're also going to do some airing of live Saturday Night Live skits with the cast of Saturday Night Live and try to fill in that other 20 minutes. I don't understand. They're going to extend... This is what this says. NBC plans to expand episodes of Friends by 10 minutes and air live skits by the cast of Saturday Night Live. Oh, oh NBC is going to expand. Yeah. I thought Survivor was going for 10 more minutes. Oh. Yeah. Well, I already, I, I mean, this was an impromptu survey I took at the dinner table. No, actually, it was on television, but the majority of people said, who were Friends watchers, said they would continue to watch Friends. Mm -hmm. um, I think that Survivor is going to have to step it up a bit. I think one of those good-looking young girls have to get them out. <laughs> I think that if they say that, you know, Cynthia, whoever is going to expose her breasts booters, on the booters, show, booters. That, that whole, <laughs> that's the only thing that's going to upstage Monica and the gang. All right. Quite honestly. Well, Unless Jennifer Aniston decides to get hers out, and then there'll be a war. <laughs> Elizabeth Taylor <laughs> told Larry King that eight marriages is just about enough for her. She says, although she would live with someone if he were cute, intelligent, compassionate, adorable, and had a good sense of humor, she is ruling out ever marrying again. And doesn't mind doing it with the lights off. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> Eight is enough. They should bring back that show for her. <laughs> she should do her own version. Elizabeth Taylor says that she's had two great loves in her life. One was Richard Burton, and the, who she married twice, and the other was Broadway producer Mike Todd, who died in a plane crash. Oh, I thought you were going to say that horse. <laughs> Black Beauty. A year after their marriage. <laughs> she's now 68 years old. He was, he was great. <laughs> Hockey last night, Rangers 4-3 over Philadelphia in overtime. Bruins beat New Jersey 5-4. Colorado over the Islanders 4-1. Yesterday, Dave Winfield and Kirby Puckett were elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. They'll be inducted this summer. Don't stop now, Dark Partly sunny, away. a high near 40 today. Tonight, clear, a low in the mid-teens. And tomorrow, sunny in the morning, then some clouds. And a high in the mid-30s. 37 at 725. <laughs> Tape of Elizabeth Taylor with her great love. <laughs> oh man, 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 man! Oh, I think uh, I think we've got a, a happy person. You know, I think REM said it best when they spoke about happy, shiny people. Mm -hmm. I think we have a happy, shiny person on the phone, Beth. It's Amanda from Moodis who won the trip to the Bahamas. Hey, Amanda. Hi. So, how are you feeling today? Pretty good? Pretty good. <laughs> you, you like to go to the Bahamas? Yes. It would be nice sure. to get out of the freaking cold for a change, wouldn't it? Yep. And, and you know, screw the Bahamas. you got that great beach tote bag, too. So, I mean, <laughs> those two things must have you on cloud nine. <laughs> well, congratulations, and I hope you enjoy the trip. Hey, Nick, is this like are all the winners going together, or do they pick their own time, or do you know anything about this? Well, I don't know where they're sitting on the plane and stuff like that. No, but the seating arrangements. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's if it's one big trip done together or they're going to go at separate times and stuff like that. But, you know, regardless, they'll be in the Bahamas. They'll be Bahama Mamas. Amanda, who, who are you going to take? A friend? A guy? A, My fiancé. Fiancé. Fiance. Yeah. Now, are you sure about this guy? Because it might be a good time to you know check out what else is available. 
No, we got two months to go, so. Uh, okay, all right. It might be a good pre-honeymoon. <laughs> A pre-honeymoon. Yeah. That's good. Okay. Uh, all right. So uh, enjoy the trip, Amanda, and congratulations. And uh, I think she gave me the Nev laugh. <laughs> did she give me a Nev laugh? I heard a Nev laugh. Yeah, there I think she did. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> the old Nev laugh. All right. Taking a break. We're coming back. Doc B's in the house. Why? Because it's time for the fat man versus the weasel. Versus Captain Howdy, I, I, I'm starting my diet today, my new workout regimen. I'm doing this, this program called Body for Life. I'll explain it to you when I get back. But uh, I decided, you know, these guys have been competing now. How long has this been going on? About, about a month? I think so. At least a month. Uh, yeah, about four weeks. This is the fourth week, I think. So far, there's been no results. Uh, and, uh, you know... But I'm expecting, we waited two weeks this time, expecting big results, yeah. some movement from Nick. Nick's trying to gain 10. Sean's trying to lose 20. I said I'd go with anything. If someone would just start putting weight on or losing weight, I'll, either direction is good for me. Okay? Uh, we're going to get to a weigh-in with Doc Beers in the house and a brand new at-home with Mudbone when we return. And uh, I saw Nick and, uh, and, and Darkside, and they seem... Feel, they seemed pretty full of themselves when they came back from their little writing session with Mudbone. So they, were, they seemed pretty proud. So I'm looking forward to this week's installment of At Home with Mudbone. Coming up next on D. Snyder Radio, this is Radio 104. D. Snyder Radio. The morning show has slightly different rules. You say that, D. There are a lot of wrongs there. Get used to it. On Radio 104. For the love of God and all humanity. We got a problem here. D. Snyder Radio. I have to control it or it will control me. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. I thought D. Snyder died. On Radio 104. Lot to do, lot to do, lot to say. Ah, Doc B's here. I'm going to be doing a weigh-in for Fat Man vs. the Weasel, and I'm going to throw myself into the fray since I'm starting my new diet tell you about that in a second just in case you're curious I'm curious actually about what kind of freaking diet these guys are on as well <laughs> Sean's on the one where he eats a lot <laughs> he, he, he eats a lot diet yeah all right let's see how it's working out for him and uh, I do want to say thank you to Stewart Solutions for sending me a killer black t-shirt it says you got a problem on the front love that Stewart Solution on the back but, dude, it's a large. I don't wear a large. I must show off the pecs. <laughs> it's got to be a medium. Got to be a medium. Like, you see what I'm wearing right here right now? Louis Lunch. By the way, Louis, send me a new one because there's a hole in the armpit, and this is going into the trash. <laughs> I, don't, I don't stitch T-shirts. I burn the armpits out of them. They're so tight. Um, but thank you, Stuart Solutions. But uh, get me a black medium. I'll be wearing it. I'll wear anything. I'm wearing, I'm wearing Nick's father's T-shirt. God even knows what that is. Space what fitters. Yeah. Space fitters. Yeah. I don't care. Fits beautifully. <laughs> I don't care what it is. It's like Garth. Some guy, some weird guy. I've got his T-shirt. Some old fat guy. <laughs> what? Garth somebody. You know, like, it looks like Santa Claus. Yeah, I remember. That? I don't remember What's that his guy's last name? name. I don't know. They wear his shirt. Who's that? I don't know. <laughs> Great shirt, though. Black. Fits beautifully. And I want to thank the our, our peeps with the most names. John and Domenica Mini Zurlo, Zurlo 
a.k.a. the John and Minnie Show, a.k.a. Bad to the Bone and Waterbury, a.k.a. Fresh Frankie, who sent us a care package to the morning show with a special gift and a note. Beautiful. I mean, really nice for everybody in the show. And I haven't yet surprised Suzette with the gift that you gave me, for, gave me, uh, but I will. Uh, and uh, and it was really nice. Really appreciate it. And, and that was really cool. And if you're trying to buy your way <laughs> into our good graces, I'm sorry, but uh, give him a call. Invite him to the next event we have, okay? <laughs> I like those guys. Uh, and a couple of other letters I'd like to address before we get into brand new At Home with Mudbone. Uh, Princess Leia wrote in and says, uh, D, I went on realduty.com just to check it out. And uh, let me say this. It's bland, short, and right to the point. <laughs> now, now all that's left is to see if Nick and Darkseid can make some money off this crazy scam. Any bets? No, I I'm really not expecting them to make any money. We said that if they do, you know, they can share the profits. But it's really to see if somebody will actually buy human excrement without any kind of, you know, prettying it up. This isn't a pet rock. It's not going to come in a cage. There's no bow on it. You can't polish a turd, Beth Lockwood. No. That's what I'm trying to say. This is just a turd in its native environment. Probably a little bit of water from the bowl. And we'll, uh, but do check out realduty.com. There's nothing funny about it other than how funny, unfunny it is. But we do need a number of hits to get it up there so search engines pick it up, you know, in the, in the top end of their searches rather than all the way down at the bottom. All right? That's realduty.com. And, and then Kathy, I believe this is from Kathy, uh, Kathy Bartosiak from Enfield. She said, we were talking about animal cruelty and stuff. She sent a really sad story about someone p deliberately poisoning her dog in her yard. Uh, killing her dog by uh, by feeding. I'm not going to say how they did it because some nuts out there will do it, you know. And and that's screwed up. You know, I mean, she, mm -hmm. just she says how sad it was. And I guess she's just basically uh, standing on the side of dark side and people like that who said, you know, their their dog means so much to them. Don't get me wrong. I love animals. I was deeply saddened this week weekend when I our, my gaggle of ducks are ducks in gaggles. No. My, my group of ducks, one was missing. Of my six, I had a head count. There was only five. And then I found the other head. It was separate from the body. No, not uh, really. Yeah, yeah. What happened? Um, uh, we're pretty sure a fox. Oh. Uh, fox killed one of them. So, uh, you seriously found the fought. head, dude? Well, I found the body, and Cody and his friends found the head. Save the head. For what? Save the head? Yeah. Some kind of sick ritual? Dark no, side? no, just adds a collection. What do you do? Put it on a keychain? That's disgusting. <laughs> a duck's head. The duck's head's gonna get you. <laughs> Cody's having nightmares. Found a little duck's head. <laughs> it's like, Bobby, are you okay? I don't think he's gonna make it, son. The rest of the body's not there. Anyway, but no, that's it's sad and cruelty to animals is is just really tragic. But enough of that upbeat stuff. Let's get to something really serious. Sit back and enjoy this week's installment of At Home with Mudbone on T Snyder Radio. This is Radio 104. Welcome to At Home with Mudbone. Come inside and experience better living. With winter in full swing. Hockey is the popular recreation activity of the season. However, since hockey equipment is so expensive, here are some tips to make your very own hockey gear. In place of a hockey stick, 
simply use a broken tree branch. Instead of a helmet, use a mop bucket. <laughs> Sofa cushions and pillows will do just fine in the terms of padding and protection. Then borrow mom's oven mitt for a glove. For the ice skates, try duct tape and razor blades to the bottom of your boots. <laughs> Since hockey jerseys are traditional, use a trash bag with your very own number duct taped to the back. And now you're ready to play. An important part of the game is fighting, something we are grown accustomed to in the ghetto. So make your way down to the neighborhood pond. Find the first white kid with a jersey. Pull his jersey over his head and proceed to beat him with the tree branch until either the branch breaks or he hits the ground. Now stomp on his head with your homemade skates until you see blood. Stop fighting at the first sight of blood as it is often considered unsportsmanlike. And remember, put plastic on your windows during the wintertime to conserve heat. This will keep out the cold draft. Thanks for stopping by. Be sure to tune in next week when we'll be at home with Mudbone. Well, up until the stopping of the head, it reminded me of a Little Rascals episode. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Alfalfa. I just just see with a bucket on his head and everything. Yeah, it kind of left Little Rascals, you know, domain once you started beating him with the tree branch and stomping on his head. But that is good sportsmanship, Beth. When first, you know, when people start bleeding, you got to back off. <laughs> yes. At home with Mudbone, lifting the bar ever so slightly. <laughs> well done, gentlemen. You know, before we get into the big weigh-in of the fat man and the weasel, let us get a traffic update from our very own traffic reporter, Psycho Dan. This traffic report is brought to you by Mount Snow. Hello. Traveling on 84 eastbound. It's going to be slow around the Park Road curve, then slow again from exit 48 into the downtown tunnel. 84 westbound. It's going to be heavy between exit 56 and the Bulkley Bridge. 91 southbound. You'll slow down between exit 35 and the 84 merge. 91 north is fine. No problems there. And if you're traveling on Route 2, you'll slow down by exit 5D and again from exit 4 to the flyover. At 743, I'm Psycho Dan with this Modern Rec Report on Radio 104. Ladies and gentlemen, will you please welcome to our fine program the show's very own doctor in the house, Doc B. Morning, D. Good morning, Doc B. What happened to the Trapper John MD music? Or this is for the the, the fight between the weasel and the fat man. So, uh, Doc B, how many weeks has this been going on for? I think it's six weeks now. Yeah, I thought it was more than four. I mean, I'm sure you're counting the days. (laughs) (laughs) I got to go down there again. Has anybody made any change? (laughs) At a glance, uh, notice much physical change in these guys? Um, Not a huge one. (laughs) <laughs> but they look pretty much like they looked uh, six weeks ago. <laughs> pretty, but, but it can be deceiving. You know, it can be deceiving. This is incremental, these changes. See, because they're making changes for life, Doc B. They, they're not looking to be, you know, this sort of yo-yo, you know, up and down weight thing, Beth. You know what mm-hmm, I'm talking about. Sure. They're looking to make consistent, significant changes in their body that are going to be for yeah. life. Well, right? Sean, Sean's hair is a little blonder. Uh, Nick's hair is a little longer. Okay. That's significant. Those count. Nick, more hair in your head doesn't count as weight gain. (laughs) (laughs) I'm growing out my armpits. Yeah, all right. Uh, Well, I guess there's no way of telling. Uh, I myself am starting a a new diet. It was actually a a way of training and diet called Body for Life. Have you heard of Body for Life, Doc B? Uh, Yes, I have. I mean, it's, it's sort of a craze now. 
you know, and I, I don't really like trends as a rule, but I was looking for something new, and my brother, who's been working out for many years, and a number of other friends of mine who are serious about working out, they've tried Body for Life and had incredible results. It sort of minimizes the amount of hours you put in, Beth, down at the gym, because, you know, that's one thing, is, is you sort of spend a lot of time at the gym. And, uh, and it's, it's tough to get in those workouts. And if you're putting too much time in at the gym, it discourages you from going down there. You know what I'm saying, Beth? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's like it's, if you're doing two hours at the gym, it's tough to find that time. And you, and you make excuse, it's very easy to find excuses not to spend two hours at the gym. Where Body for Life, uh, it's aerobic training. is only like 20 minutes of intense aerobic training. And the gym, the workout's like 45 minutes you know, like a tight 45 minutes to the point where you actually bring a stopwatch with you to keep you moving through the workout. You just sort of time your way through it so you're like pounding out the, the workout. And I, and I haven't, st- I've just started the diet part. I've been doing the workout part and that's been going pretty good. I find the aerobic, the intense 20 minutes, I'm way more drained than the 40 minutes I used to do, which is really great. Hmm. And then I was down at Supplement City. Uh, I actually go to the one down on the Berlin Turnpike. The guys helped me out down there. And I'm stocked up on all these shakes. They have these things called Myoplex shakes, which are really great. You know, they've got everything, you know, the nutrition and stuff. Because the way the system works, Doc, in case you you probably know, is you're supposed to have six small meals a day instead of three big meals or two huge meals or one humongous meal like (laughs) I usually have. So it's, it's it's supposed to make major changes in you. And I've really got to lose... Honestly, I'm thinking about 15 pounds, even really? 10 or 15 pounds. Yeah, I mean, only we really know what we look like, you know, when, when, the, when the lights are on and we're in the bathroom and we're nude. Yeah. I mean, you know, we can look at ourselves. You can look good in clothes, but you got to know, I know I'm not ready for the loincloth in Strange Land too. okay? Yeah. The, shut up, Chubsy Ebsy. <laughs> Fatty McButterpants. Shut up. If I want any crap out of you, I'll squeeze your head, dark side. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so uh, I think without any further ado I actually I'm curious to know Nick what is your well actually Sean what are you doing what does your training regimen uh, consist of um, I've been doing cardio at yeah. least uh, yeah. a minimum of three days a week <laughs> yeah. what and are you doing riding the a stationary bike or a treadmill it's a stationary bike it's cross trainer bike mm-hmm. yeah. and um, I do like a bunch of push ups and sit ups after that that's good and I'm doing that a minimum of three days a week and then uh, I've really started watching. I've really been watching what I eat. I mean, I've cut down on what I eat. You know, well, as of this good. morning. No, no, no. I mean, I've cut down for like you know, you know, over a month now. Just, just going with less. You know what I mean? If I if I normally went for seconds, I just stop at first and that I let my stomach settle. That was the biggest load of crap I've yeah. ever heard. Okay, dark side. Portion control is important. Hey, hey, hey! Let let the scale do the talking here, okay? And let the scale do the talking. And Nick, what is your uh, regimen? I know you're trying to put on ten pounds here. Yeah. Or you, have you switched over? No, I think I switched over. Um, <laughs> first, of, first, I was going to put on ten pounds, and I didn't do anything for that. I thought I could just, you know, I, I would eat a little bit more than I was used to, but I didn't like doing that. So what I'm doing now is uh, not eating and drinking. Um, and not eating and drinking. <laughs> yeah, and what? Protein shakes, health drinks. No alcohol. Like 
because <laughs> uh, last two days, New York, New York Deli, that's the only food that I've eaten past two days. You the fine like for breakfast. So, uh. The fine food from the New York, New York Deli yeah. in downtown Hartford on Asylum Street. They provide breakfast every morning for the show. Uh, but that's all you eat? Yeah, it keeps me going all day long. I, last night I had some popcorn before I went to bed. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it seems to be working out. I think I, I looked at myself in the mirror this morning. I looked thin. So. Yes. <laughs> You're very, very thin, Nick. I wouldn't say I'm very, very thin. Yes, I would. Well, I've upped the, the NTD. I'm having about five to ten more cigarettes a day than I have in the past month. So. <laughs> All right. No, good, that. good. And okay, drinking? Good. Drinking, uh, that's, I've been maintaining that. My tolerance <laughs> is great. I could have a bottle of wine a night and a couple beers and I'm good. Fills you right up. And everybody thinks he's goofing, but he's not. <laughs> he's not goofing. Uh, is the, uh, what's just out of curiosity, mystery woman? Uh, physical description. Can you care to share? Uh, um, bigger than you? Smaller than you? I can't uh, date anyone bigger than me. I mean, it's like climbing on a horse or something like that. I gotta date smaller women. Well, the women. field is very small. You're, you're a small person. She's smaller than you? Well, I, I guess so, but I, I mean, I'm not that small. I'm like 5'7". My mom tells me I'm 5'8". <laughs> <And>, uh, <laughs> You're emaciated, though, man. You're I'm emaciated. I'm emaciated. I mean, since I've lost a couple pounds, I think recently, um, I think my like shoulders look a little bit broader. And, no, uh, bonier. No, I'm You're not You're small. Small. S-M-O. Well, we should throw them on the scale. Yeah. Yeah, well, anyway, Doc B, where, what was the starting weight on these two guys? Uh, Nick was 132, Sean was 193. All right, <laughs> the last time we weighed them was four weeks in, and where were they at that point? Nick was 132, Sean was 193. <laughs> <laughs> Stable. Okay, so now this is the sixth week of the diet, and let's get, who's going first? The fat man. All right, let's throw Sean on there. Okay, here I go, D, taking the shoes off. <laughs> All right, Doc B is 10 bucks. It's on the scale. It's on the scale. Doc B? Ooh, looks like there might have been some change. Really? Well, look on the scale. I don't six know weeks, that. I hope so. Don't Doc believe B? it, but the fat man's down to 188. Sean, that's Ooh, fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Five pounds. Five pounds, that's right. I'm making changes, bastard. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> Bring it on, weasel. Come on. Five pounds, weasel. Mm. That's really uh -oh. good. Uh-oh. Uh All right, I'm taking my shoes off. I thought you looked lighter, Sean. Come on. It's a dent. It's a definitely uh -oh. a dent. That's a dent. Nick's taking off his shoes. He really is trying to lose weight. Okay. That is a dent. I'm on the scale, D. Yes, I can see that. <laughs> Listeners can't. And what is it? Oh! <laughs> um, Mr. Ed has lost two pounds yes! and he's down to 130. Yes! <laughs> Hello, I'm Mr. Ed. <laughs> That's awesome. So I'm only eight pounds away. Sean's what? Still 15. 15. Wait, 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 wait. I, I don't even know what's going on here anymore. You were supposed to gain weight. I know you changed it to losing weight. <laughs> <laughs> and you've lost two pounds out of the 10. Yeah. Now, Sean, you accepted the, the allowing him to lose 10 before you lose 20. Is that okay I with you? I never agreed to that. Oh, my God. Never no, once. no, no. That was uh, that was your idea, D. And then Nick said, oh, yeah, Well, yeah, I yeah. didn't think that you were going to actually start to lose weight, Sean. I know. You, you, kinda, <laughs> you did lose a little faith in me, D. Uh, yeah, I did lose a little faith. I thought you'd be going up for sure. So now I'm, I'm completely confused because now Nick's losing weight <laughs> and, Sean, and Sean is actually losing Sean's lost 25% of the weight he's supposed to lose mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And Nick's lost 25% of the weight. Well, Nick's <laughs> lost two pounds. That's 20% yeah. of the weight he's trying to lose. Nick, you can't actually lose 10 pounds. Doc, be seriously. He'll be 122. Sure seriously. Nick, he could, Nick I mean, should not it, lose 10 pounds. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to. Not a good idea. No. Oh, you think you're Mr. Burns-esque now. No, I'm going to be like those wrestlers. I'm going to get in the wrestling. What those, wrestlers? Those rubber suits no, this, this, this and sweat This whole thing is, a, is, is, is just a, it's stupid now. What do you mean? Because, Nick, you can't, you physically cannot lose 10 pounds. You physically cannot lose 10 pounds. Why not? You yes. don't have it on your body to lose. Your body fat is probably about 2%. Yeah, without losing muscle mass. No, my uh, stomach is kind of bloated. No, so. distended. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Because but I don't, you don't want to discourage. Eat. I don't want to discourage Sean from, from losing his weight. You can't lose that weight, Nick. This thing is a farce. Oh, no way. I'm going to try it, D. I'm going to do it. He was supposed, to, he was supposed to gain 10. There's no way. I was goofing. He lost two pounds. Okay, so you're going to lose two or three more. You can't lose 10. Have you ever been 122 in your life since, since middle school? D, I was playing football as a senior in high school at 117. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. And in college, I weighed about... I mean, in college, I was bad. I was big smoker and... Before my lung collapsed and I was about 122, so I'm fat right now for me. Well, but I think we need to change the whole thing here. What about if if Sean loses 20 before Darkseid gets down to a B cup? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we can maybe we can work that out and then maybe throw Darkseid like a gift certificate or something if he can get You're down to a B. Dick. I'm excited. I, I don't know. This is just, it just seems farcical at this point. I, I, don't, I don't get involved in this. I mean, I, you know, I don't even keep scales in my house because I don't even believe in the whole weight loss. Not weight loss. I don't believe in the number game, Beth. Mm -hmm. Because it's, if, if, they, if my scale tells me that I lost 50 pounds and I still look like crap, you know, it's all a matter of how you look. And when you're working out, you're building muscle, you're putting, you know, you, your weight can stay the same as you change mus fat into muscle. And I, this is a mess. I'm mean, dragging Doc B down I here. I can't do this to Doc B anymore. Nick, you, you're not going to lose 10 pounds. Well, why I'm not even going to endorse you losing 10 pounds. Well, you're the one who threw it out there, D. You said well, you I was goofing around. Who thought you were going to go for that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I listen to every word you say. Yeah, I know. I know, I know. I don't think you even tried to lose some weight. I think it's just the way your lifestyle is. It was just easy. No, it's I, bad I, for your health, Nick. You shouldn't be You should not be... A man who's five feet seven and weighs 122 pounds. <laughs> I'm still good looking. I got that going for well, me. Well, I see, yeah, I did. That's good. You should be a head on a stick. <laughs> be one of those a lollipop people with the big heads and the little tiny necks. Yeah, you're gonna look like a, you're gonna look like a marshmallow on a pencil. No, you're walking around. I think we should do Beth is. When and if Sean gets down to the 20, he mm -hmm. should get the gift certificates and he should get the... And Nick, we go back. If you want to put on weight, we're not going to drag Doc B down here anymore. We can... This is crazy. If Sean loses the weight, he gets the gift certificates and the gym membership and he gets all the prizes. Nick, if you can put on some weight, I'm not going to sit here and watch you losing weight. No, I, I mean, it's not fair. Listen to what you said. Right. This is <laughs> ridiculous. Doc B, do, do you agree? <laughs> I mean, do you agree, Doc B? I'm sure you love the mic time, yeah. like Zalman. <laughs> but, uh, but, I mean, agree. I mean, he can't lose 10 pounds. That's stupid. Um, it, it's definitely no good for his irritable bowel syndrome. Oh, <laughs> yeah, see? That, that best diet that. before. Mm -hmm. and, and there's that as well. Okay, um, so uh, my apologies yeah. to the listeners for... for uh, 
for this scam. Nick's losing weight. But congratulations, Sean, on yeah. five pounds. I'm working it, it D. Still looks no. fat. I'm you know, keep working it, man. Don't stop because it is working. Will you proclaim me the winner? Not no. yet. Not yet. Oh. I'm proclaiming you nothing. Okay. Sue from Sue from East Hartford has a proclamation, though. Sue? Well, I think it's lame that you're letting Nick get out of the competition now that Sean's actually doing what he said he was going to do and making oh, well. measurable progress. Yeah, and why don't again, no, you think Nick I'm... slimes out of the competition. Well, you mean that he has to gain the weight? That we should push him to gain the weight? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. So, so you're saying, Sue's saying, you can't, all right, I'll take your point, Sue. Sue's saying that we say, no, 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 There was a bet here. You would gain 10 pounds before Sean lost 20 pounds. And the bet remains. The bet is the bet. And when Sean wins 20, he'll be the victor. And he'll have bragging rights over big mouth Nick Lentino. Who can't keep a meal in his gut. So now you have 12 pounds to gain. Hmm. It's got to go back. All right. It's, it's got to go back. I like that. She's right. from well, East Hartford. Why are we listening to yeah. what she All says? Right. This is getting because she made sense. She made sense. But we're not going to do it. We, you know, we won't drag, drag in here in two weeks. We'll come back to this in a month. <laughs> we'll take a look in a month and see what's going on, Sean. And, that, and that's but you made some inroads. You should be very proud. Okay, what a Ben from Bloomfield's got uh, an alternate. What's what kind of what suggestion you got, Ben? Um, I got a suggestion that'll help him. If you guys really want to help him, make him gain like muscle. Make him bench like a certain amount of weight and see if he can do it. Because I don't think he can. And then I could sound like you. What? Nick, I mean, he's trying to help you. Hey, he's, he's trying to be helpful. Well, I think I think it'll be good for him, man, because if he's so skinny and see if he's such a pipsqueak, let's see if he can do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, somebody, you know, I mean, the truth is, Ben's right. I mean, you're getting so thin that some of the girls are going to take a shot at this point. They're starting to say, he's a guy, but I think I can kick his ass. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I can take him. I'm going for it. Who was that girl that was stalking him for a while from the from Meriden? What was oh, her name? she called in a few weeks ago. Was it Renee, Nick? Yeah, something like that. No, Rebecca? I don't know. I remember, but but she's gonna try you. So she was a she was a solid girl. She's gonna take you out. You don't want to get stuck getting your ass kicked by women. No, you know I'm, you know I'm gonna one thing I'm gonna do with you, Nick, is I'm gonna go. I got some weight gain for my kid for a big bucket from Supplement City of weight gain, which he never used last football season. I told him to use it because ten pounds on him would have been awesome. Even five pounds, he would have had even better season. I'm gonna bring that from home. I'm gonna give that to you. Thank you, dear. Start so you can drink your weight gain, and 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 you're getting helped out from Supplement City, right, uh, Sean? You've got some supplements and stuff. What are you using? Uh, I'm using a couple things. Uh, number one, I'm using Designer Protein. Um, Excellent. I've used that. Great. And then what I use is uh, a uh, vitamin, an energy vitamin, and then I use Zenadrin, which is a uh, metabolism booster. Fat burner. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, me it one, only works if you tip. use it in conjunction with an exercise program. Yeah, yeah, that's you've the got one it. thing that they made sure that I, I understood very clearly. So. Oh yeah, you got yeah. They gave me the same stuff. Yeah, you gotta be careful with those fat burners. Yeah. Uh, and I want to thank everybody down in Supplement City. And by the way, I was down there yesterday in Berlin, and they're actually looking for. They need some help down there. And I can't understand why they're having trouble finding employees. They've got like forty strippers who use their tanning beds. I mean, I'm not saying that you know you want to necessarily be dating strippers or hitting on strippers all the time but then 
can't suck too bad to be working in a shop with strippers that are constantly coming through getting tanned. Where are you going, Nick? Get back in here. <laughs> Nick wants a job. Actually, Sean, it might be a good part-time job for you. Um, anyway, but thanks to the guys down there. And if you're down in Berlin, you look for a gig. Talk to Terry down there, and he'll hook you up. Supplement City. And also, thank you to Judy Rodriguez's Extreme Fitness in West Hartford. Uh, for their sponsorship of the Fat Man versus the Weasel and Bob Stores, who are giving gift certificate to the winner if we ever have one, and especially to Doc B, who gets nothing. <laughs> this besides, I hope a certain degree of entertainment and laughter from hanging out with D Snyder Radio. Uh, we appreciate you coming down here, man. All right, we're taking a break. We're coming back. It's time for the news. When we return, Beth Lockwood, do you have anything to uh, tease us with? I do. I'll give you that update on John Ashcroft that you were wanting. Oh, yeah. Also, Super Bowl tickets. They're really expensive. If you want to go, there's a price to pay. Oh, that's surprising. Yeah. <laughs> U.S. population being asked to elect a tree. I'll tell you about that. <laughs> Wait uh, a minute. Is this a country tree, our country tree yes. or actually elect a tree? Uh, no, a national tree. Oh, a national Because tree. we okay. already elected a tree too often. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> Can't do that twice. Um, a, guy in, <laughs> a guy in Missouri is in trouble for photocopying his buttocks. You know, you can get in trouble for that in is, some places. Is that illegal? Yeah. Another guy in New York State in trouble for forcing a cat to get high. <laughs> Dark side. Suddenly not an animal lover. We think that's so funny. And who's the best actor? Well, some film critics are talking about that. And we'll also hear from Guy Ritchie, director who just happens to be Madonna's husband. Just happens to be Madonna's husband. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, by the way, I made a prediction about Madonna and Guy Ritchie. Mm -hmm. It's already coming true. Talk to you about it later. When we return with more D. Snyder Radio, this is Radio 104. Your recommendation would be D. Snyder Radio. Regular or king size. What? WMRQ. Practice makes perfect. Transportation provided by Peter Van Bussel. Highest quality. Radio 104. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. Listen to it only when you can safely ignore the outside world completely. Okay, thank you. Radio 104. Just had my first Myoplex ready-to-drink nutrition shake. How was it? It was good. Yeah? No, definitely drinkable. I mean, you know, these, these health shakes, I mean, it's not going to taste like a McDonald's milkshake or anything, mm -hmm. you know, because it's got protein and carbs and vitamins and all those things you need in there, you know. So uh, uh, it was definitely drinkable. Okay. It was good. Well they, well, they have the ones you mix yourself at home, but when you're at work, it's tough to get the old blender out. <laughs> and fire it up. So I just pre-made Supplement City hooked me up with those. So tastes good. Anyway, I, I'm going to, you know, I'm on a new diet. Like I said, you really, I mean, Sean, I don't want to discourage you. Use a scale. It's important for you. A lot of people need a scale to show them the results. But at the end of the day, the truth is it's not about the numbers, especially if you're trying to build muscle mass. Because your numbers aren't going to change that much. It's just right. how you look. It's how you look yeah. in those dressing rooms under that fluorescent evil wicked lighting. Yeah, what's with the fluorescent lights? What is with that? Do you think I'm going <laughs> to buy your bathing suit when you have that lighting in there? Really? I'd put the most intimate, oh. nice, low lighting in a dressing room. Candles. I'd have candles. <laughs> with skinny mirrors. Yes. A uh, <clears throat> couple of uh, letters worth addressing. 
I remember, I don't know, it was a few, uh, last week, I guess, somebody wrote in and complained that I was being insensitive to the mentally handicapped, the mentally ill. Yes, I remember. Okay, well, you know, and, and, and I said, look, can't, we got to laugh at life. Life's kind of sad sometimes, you know. And uh, Karen wrote in and said, D, you're right when you declared this, mor- this morning in response, well, the other morning, <clears throat> to the letter from Marianne about Mudbone's neighbor that you had to look at the light side of things. Yes, most of the stuff you make fun of has truly serious implications for the people involved, but honestly, come on, getting killed by a constipated elephant is pretty darn hilarious on the surface. It is. I mean, sure, there's some very sad people out there whose father or mother died, but it's pretty funny. Anyway, there'll always be people who take things too seriously, but you notice of all the groups you may have offended yesterday, uh, people from Enfield, gays, Marines, the overweight, the sexually active elderly, animal anti-cruelty activists, etc., the only ones she stuck up for were the mentally ill. Perhaps Marianne in Summers residing homophobic, peace freak, peace freaking, anorexic, anti-Viagra crusader who shoots raccoons out of trees for fun. Continue. I think what you're saying is that she thought everything else was funny, (laughs) but that bothered her. And that bothers me about things, too. It's either all not funny or it's all funny. You you can't just pick the things that you decide. Well, I was cool when you were making fun of the old people, but I'm... You know, you really stepped on my toes with that animal thing, you know, so... And we're really not that bad. Also, the prophet was one of the people who won uh, passes to that pre-screening of the movie Snatch. Okay, we're going to talk about that in the news coming up. Uh, oh, we are? Mm-hmm. Well, can I, should I read his review? Uh, you can read it now or you can save it. Yeah, sure. Well, he says, uh, the movie was Fight Club meets Pulp Fiction, except it didn't come close to either movie. There are a lot of characters, but not much development of any of them, and at times the accents were hard to understand. There was also very little sexual content. I have to <laughs> profit big on the sexual content, apparently. <laughs> I didn't know I, it was a sex movie. <laughs> yeah, I didn't either. I have to admit there were parts of the movie that I did laugh at, so it wasn't a total flop. I might recommend this movie, but I would suggest going to a matinee. I guess it's get it on the cheap. Or better yet, wait until it goes to a rental. That's the profit. That's you know, one man's opinion mm-hmm. but uh, for what it's worth. We've got to do some traffic. Let's get to it right now, and then we'll do the news. Psycho Dan, what's going on out there? This traffic report is brought to you by Langen Volkswagen. Langen Volkswagen is your best choice for Connecticut's largest selection of Volkswagens. Drivers wanted at Langen Volkswagen with locations in Glastonbury on Route 5 and in Meriden on the Wallingford town line, and visit their website, langenvw.com. If you're traveling on 84 eastbound, you'll slow down by exits 43 and 44, then again from exit 48 to the downtown tunnel. 84 westbound is going to be a little bit heavy from exit 50 into downtown. 91 southbound, you'll slow down from exit 35 to exit 33. 91 north, just a little bit slow by exit 25 to 27. And route 2 is going to be slow from exit 8 to exit 5D, and again from exit 4 to the flyover. At 815, I'm Psycho Dan with this Modern Rec Report on Radio 104. Radio 104 headlines. Confirmation hearings continue today for Attorney General Designate John Ashcroft. His critics are scrutinizing his fundraising record. That's because if Ashcroft is confirmed, he would have to enforce the nation's campaign finance laws. Did you watch any of that yesterday? I, do, I did see uh, some clips of it, yeah, on the news. Well, I was watching a, a portion of it. It's, it's pretty freaking funny. Mm-hmm. Because the Republicans who, I mean, fair enough, he's in their camp. And certainly they're not going to go beat him up. But they're like so nice to him. 
pleasure to have you here, you know, and, and they talk about the one, and didn't you do this and that, and, you know, some people are upset with this, could you, you know, I disagree, it, tell us your feelings on that, John, you know, it's like so nice, and, uh, and who's the really old bastard? Uh, not Jesse Helms. Um, Strom Thurmond. Strom Thurmond. Oh, he is hysterical, that guy. Well, he's very he's, old. <laughs> yes, it's great. I mean, it's great that he's there and he's still doing his thing. And he, uh, you know, he has a little list of, of questions, one-liners and stuff. But man, and, and I guys got to say that the guy handles himself pretty well. Uh, mm -hmm. He handles himself pretty well, Ashcroft. Uh, and, and, you know, seems to make a lot of sense. Teddy Kennedy, I gotta say, he tore this guy a new rectum. Mm -hmm. Man, he laced into this guy, and the doc I mean, if that documentation was accurate, it was. Uh, I, I can't imagine he'd be put into office. I mean, it was so bad. Well, I suppose you know the bottom line is. Despite your own beliefs, will you enforce the laws as written? I suppose if he, which is how he basically is answering all of their questions. You know, basically, listen, I can enforce these are the laws, and I can enforce them in this in this role as attorney general. K Kennedy had something that was unrebutted documentation where it was said that that uh, that Ashcroft ran an openly bigoted uh, on-air commercials. For his campaign, openly, that was the word they used, openly bigoted. It was, it, was, it was pretty heavy. And they said, oh, he was very cool on the fire. He was sweating mm. when those questions were flying. When Kennedy was going at him, he was sweating and, and going through his papers, trying to find documentation, not answering the questions. So I, I, I'm curious what's going to happen to him today. Yeah, it'll continue. Very curious. A new poll says only a quarter of Americans think tax cuts are a top priority. The ABC News Washington Post poll shows people are more concerned about education, a strong economy, and a secure social security system. About 55% also think the country is headed into a recession. And the fact that most of the people are not that concerned about tax cuts is the reason why we didn't elect George W. Bush. What? Well, he didn't win by popular vote. <laughs> we didn't elect him. He was in the electoral college. Right. So, I mean, but, uh, you know, that, that was his whole platform. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing he's going to be going for. Yep. I mean, and that works great for me. I'm going to benefit greatly from a tax cut. But, I, I, you know, I'm not surprised to see that most people aren't that concerned about it. And the R word, I can't believe, I, I believe if, that, if we have a recession, it's because people are, have, like, it's been self-fulfilling prophecy. They're so paranoid about it. I think that, too. There's so much focus on it that you think, yeah, everybody says we're headed that way, so everybody starts tightening up their pocketbooks, and then that's what happens. And, they're, they're, you know, they're panicking over the NASDAQ, NASDAQ being mm -hmm. the, the tech stocks. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, if you did any reading at all, and I am not an expert on this stuff by uh, at all, this was foreseen when the year 2000 was arriving everybody was buying new computers just in case you know just in case of the y2k issue everybody was buying and you had to know that once people had all this new equipment in their in their businesses and their homes i mean the F, the the uh the faa uh had totally put new computers in. everybody was doing it well, what do you think is going to happen the next year they said sales are down. Of course they're down. That's why sales were so high at the end of 2000 because everybody was, said, hey, if there was ever a time to get new equipment to, you know, to revamp the system, now's the time. Only people who didn't do that was Clear Channel. 
<laughs> Apparently. But I, I really, I just think people are talking themselves into a recession. Well, the, apparently the schoolyard bully is still around. A state task force is urging schools to take action to deal with bullies, concluding that the problem is more pervasive than many children and adults realize. The task force says bullying is hidden and brutal conduct that creates fear for targets starting in elementary schools. So having a task force take a look at it down at the Capitol. Uh, yeah, uh, no doubt. And I know they're out there, and all you could do is mom and dads is uh, try and prepare your kids. And the mom and dads of bullies, they beget bullies, by the way. Bullies. Mm-hmm. Pa- parents who are bullies, they have bullies. And they don't see them as bullies. So if you want to address the bully, you go and meet the parent, he's a bully. You can see it. They, they've mm-hmm. got the attitude. They, you know, they totally, and their baby can do no wrong. You know, I think there's actually a statistic about the amount of bullies that wind up in jail. It's pretty high. Hmm. Well, stands to reason. <laughs> I may have made that up, but uh, but I actually think there is a statistic. About that. <laughs> there is now. Well, it looks like it's going to take a lot of money if you actually want to be in Tampa for the Super Bowl. Baltimore Ravens fan Lisa Collins is offering eleven hundred dollars for a pair of tickets, and she is not even in the range needed to buy tickets. One travel agency in Baltimore is offering thirty five hundred dollar package that includes airfare and a hotel. And tickets to the game. He says people just don't care about money. They just want to go. So they're paying. Has anybody here ever been to a Super Bowl? No. No. It's, it definitely seems like Have you gone? a cool thing to do. No. Never done. And that's just, it's, it's not just a Super Bowl. It's the whole event. Mm-hmm. I mean, I assume you just don't like arrive, you know, your plane lands an hour before game time and you shoot on over, catch the <laughs> game and fly out. It's like the whole weekend or the week if you can take it off people go down there and it's just like a party as i was actually contemplating this today i was just saying why is it that you know two teams that most of the country doesn't have any allegiance to will play in the super bowl i should say they'll play in the world series and people will tune out okay you know two new york teams play and eh, the rest of the country's not that interested because it's not their team but in the super bowl Everybody's riveted. It's one game for all of the marbles. See, that's what I think it is. And the teams, they also play once a week mm-hmm. as opposed to that, you know, that 187-game schedule, whatever they're on in, in, in professional baseball. And so it doesn't have quite the sparkle of that one big game for all the marbles. Yeah, I think, I think it's pretty cool. I'd definitely love to go there. Hey, there's somebody on the phone here I want to check out. John from Long Island. Yeah? Hung, hung up. <laughs> okay. Yeah, don't say. <laughs> now, uh, it says a radio station here on Long Island, Rip D. Mm. I have to ask Psycho what he meant by that. All right. Okay. Well, the U.S. is going to the polls again, sort of. This time, we're being asked to vote for our national tree. Although each of the states has its own symbolic tree, the country does not. Organizers hope to avoid the fiasco of the presidential election by having an online poll. The National Arbor Day Foundation is conducting the vote. Between now and April 26th, you can go to their website. Among the 21 trees on the ballot, uh, dogwood, Douglas fir, magnolia, and cottonwood. F that. Yeah? What are those pansies going to put on there next? Weeping willow? <laughs> what put do you the think? the damn oak there. The oak. Yeah, I think that that's a good choice. What's that big one in uh, the red, uh, those, those huge trees Maple? out there in the... No, 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 no. Those giant redwoods. The redwood. The redwood. We're America, damn it. We got to have a kick-ass tree. The dogwood. <laughs> Whose freaking stupid idea was that? I don't know. Those damn, 
Is that those damn fourth graders again? Who <laughs> <laughs> wanted the grape as our state fruit? Or St. John's back from Long Island. Okay. John, you're hey, back. So what's going on on Long Island? Uh, you remember uh, BAB, the radio station out here? Yeah, sure. The local? They just yeah, the can, how can I forget them? They're wedding? They beat the living crap out of you. What do you mean? They're talking about me as a yeah. person? Yeah, with the leader of the pack. Oh. They're oh, doing, oh. They're <laughs> doing the best cover songs on Long Island, and they came across leader of the pack, and they said it's absolutely the worst. Dee Snyder, they said that your uh, your life is over at that point, and you guys realize. <laughs> Keep going. Stuff. Keep going. Well, you know what? They didn't talk about my radio show. No, I think they're jealous because uh, you're taking half of their listeners away. Oh yeah, yeah no, they they know that I'm taking listeners. I'm Beth. I'm a Long Islander of the century, for God's sakes. I know. Who are those two losers? I have no you idea. They're the bathroom. They're future bathroom attendants of the century. <laughs> uh, uh, John. We know what's going on. Dee Snyder Radio's in town, and everybody's getting nervous. Even on Long Island, I'm making a dent down there. John, keep listening. Spread the word, bro, okay? You got it, man. Okay, and you know what? For the record, leader of the pack was a mistake. Okay, I admit that. Hey, I admit I, it. it I, I've said that before. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I've never defended it. Oh, a little bit I defended it's it. It's not I like that bad. I don't think it's no. that bad. I know. I play it live. People enjoy it because they, they remember it. it was all over MTV, but it was not the best choice and at the time. do I have to remind you that Mick Jagger danced when he heard you do that song? I know. He led me astray. That's right. He came in and he was doing the that Jagger boogaloo thing in the control <laughs> room. I said, it's a hit. I've got Jagger's blessing and he danced his ass out again. Every time he had a wedgie and he was trying to work it out. <laughs> You ruined your whole career. <laughs> hey, um, Yvonne just uh, hung up. She was on the line. She was wanted to know if I had any advice for dealing with bullies in school. Mm-hmm. Do you really want to know my advice, Yvonne? <clears throat> my kid was having an issue with a bully early on uh, in elementary school, early on. And that's, you know, formative years, you know, especially mm-hmm. at the very young age where they become afraid and stuff like that. Put a bounty on them. No, it's not socially acceptable, but I did. I said, son, what do you want? To, to smoke this guy right in the nose. And he said, well, at the time, it was a brand new uh, Nintendo game that he wanted. I said, sock this kid in the nose of the eye, and I will take you to Toys R Us, and I will buy you the new game for your Nintendo. I said, mind you, when I get the phone call... From the school, I'm going to have to act all, oh, oh, that's horrible. And I'll go down there and I'll have to look at you with you know, disappointment on my face and everything. But the minute we get out, into the car, right to Toys R Us, <laughs> you are sitting with the new Nintendo game. <laughs> Needless to say, <laughs> that bully got smoked. <laughs> okay, and uh, my son played that game. We sat together side by side and we laughed. And it was a very important lesson to be, I had to get him through that, over that hump. It was a bad mm-hmm. place. Put a bounty. I mean, when you get to be much older, the stakes are so much higher. You know, it's, it's not, you can't put a game on it anymore and, and it can, can become life or death when people start carrying guns and stuff. Right. You're talking about elementary school, it's really just, you know, a bloody nose here or there or some, <laughs> you know, and you got to get your kid to stand up. Hey, my sister did it. She punched a kid in the face. He didn't bother her again. What did your dad give her? <laughs> well, I don't think she got a reward, but she didn't get in trouble. He had been tormenting her and he was asking for it and Kathy just said, you know what? 
How do you like you, this? Here you go. <laughs> here you go. Say hello to my little friend. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it works. A white flash. Boom. Well, a woman in England has become a world record, record holder for delivering two sets of twins only eight months apart. Wow. Irish quadruplets. <laughs> <laughs> Totally, yeah. That she and her husband already had a ten-year-old by the time they had their first set of twins, and then just eight months later, she delivered her second set. She only found out she was pregnant with that second set of twins forty-eight hours before she gave birth. (laughs) That's so. Yeah, but she probably hadn't dropped the baby weight from the first set of twins yet. You know, dark side. They told you, right? They told you. Did they give you the little talk? No. I'm they sure did, they did. The, the we'll doctor, talk. Well, the talk with the doctor says, listen, right now, so close after the birth, your wife is very, in a very fertile state. Oh, that's Be very hard. careful because she could easily get pregnant again. Yeah. Unless that's your plan. The Irish twins, <laughs> as they called them. I've never uh, heard of them this close together. Yeah, I know. This is in quadruplets for that matter. So, But they did give you that talk, the doc? Uh, they mentioned something about it, yeah. They but, mentioned uh, something. Oh, that's right. I remember. <laughs> I remember you were uh, doing it like uh, 48 hours later, right? Um, Don't worry, honey. I'll slide it past the stitches. Yeah. Oh, oh, D. Oh, D. <laughs> Come on. That wasn't in the recovering room, was it? Oh, man. <laughs> D, that... <laughs> Uses the harness. I hate to tell you this, Steve, but that one that one crossed the line. Oh, that's not right. <laughs> okay. All right. I feel much shame. You should. A Missouri man has been arrested for allegedly dropping his pants and taking a picture of his butt on a photocopier in the crowded lobby of a courthouse. I haven't arrested Charlie Brown for that yet. <laughs> Is that why that copier keeps breaking down? Yes. Police say Daniel Everett told arresting officers that he wanted to make copies of his backside. It's a practical joke for his girlfriend. A clerk called police who arrested the man as he was in the process of making further copies of his initial work of art. St. Louis Post-Dispatch <laughs> quotes Police Chief Richard Morris as describing the photocopy as, quote, a big black blob. Why didn't somebody tell me my ass was so big? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know why they're so popular because they really, it never looks good. This guy did it in the crowded lobby of a courthouse. <laughs> <laughs> When the inspiration hits you when there is a, a throng of people, I thought usually people do this at the office party. Oh, when I didn't drunk. really realize it was a crowded courthouse. Yes. He just dropped his pants. Hey, he, he got, he climbed he got up to on the it. copier. Has anybody ever photocopied their ass seriously? No. Dark side? Uh, my, no, not my ass, no. Oh, what, what, <laughs> one, uh, you mean some other part that yeah. is usually covered by pants? Yeah. You photocopied your dick? Yeah, once. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not here. At the old, at the old building? Yeah, Everything he does is at the old building. You forget that I worked bored. there, too, with that copier and in that studio. Yeah, but overnights so, back then were a lot different than they were here because it was more so lonely. What you're saying what? is that Beth has touched your genitals Ugh, by no. in some fashion. Well, if your genitals were on the glass on the copy machine and Beth placed paper on the copy machine glass... That's that's only a degree or two of separation there. Oh, dark side. <laughs> Sack and all, dude. No, no, no. Oh, it's just the just the Frank, not yeah. the beans. Yep. 
Nick's phone. <laughs> Sorry, <you>. Beth. <laughs> you know, and this is the second admission. The first one was that he and Michelle were having relations in the old air studio Wait, where I, I don't also know if it was worked. Michelle. Did he say Michelle? No, I didn't say Michelle. But well, I'm assuming anyway. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> better than Troll. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> well, sure, Troll would have been under the console. <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, what else did you do at do you, those overnights? Do you know that building is now a gospel hall? I know, I got thrown out of there. I went back to, to reminisce and they threw me out. I know. <laughs> Well, what's your, what's your definition of reminisce? <laughs> Dropping your drawers and photocopying your dick again? Uh, I could tell you some stories about Please that Please don't. <laughs> oh, no. I don't think Beth could take much more. A photo of a cat forced to inhale from a marijuana bong has resulted in New York man's arrest. Columbia County Sheriff's deputies have charged the 22-year-old with attempting to poison the animal. It's punishable by up to a year in jail and a $1,000 fine. Deputies say they received the picture of the man holding the cat by the head and forcing its nose and mouth into the bong, which was filled with smoke. That's horrible. I mean, is that fun? Who is this guy? Be Real from Cypress Hill? Is that him by any chance? Well, yes, but they, you know what they do? Darkseid never forces his face into a bong, I don't think. No. But you did cover that. You did blow smoke in their mouth and nose, didn't you? Well, we had a cat back in uh, um, back in the party days, like when we were staying out in Southington, and we used to call it Psycho Kitty. And oh, because it was all drugged. Well, this cat voluntarily did these things. If we spilled bong water, the cat was right what, he there. Did he roll his own? <laughs> no. <laughs> if we dropped anything on the floor, he'd be right there to eat it. You know, he, if we spilled bong water, he'd be right there to lick it up. I mean, this cat was crazy. How was often it? did you intentionally spill it? Um, well, once in a while. Yeah, you, you turned the cat into an addict. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> See, a lot of that going on. Very nice. There's a lot of that going but on. But it That's doesn't, a, I don't think it really hurts the cats. You seemed know? like he was having fun, right? He, he was cool. He was hanging with us. Well, catnip is drugs anyway, and exactly. that's legal. Exactly. Paul, it's D. This is Paul from Hartford. Uh... You, you got a penis copying story? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm on a cell phone, so I don't know if I'm going to die out. But um, when I was in college and I was joining a fraternity, one of the things that we had to do, and they had done this for, I'm going to say probably 10, 15 years, was you had to get together with your fellow pledges, and you went to the library, and you photocopied your penis. And one of the things you had to do with this photocopy is you had to walk around, and you, know, you tried to do it discreetly. Some people weren't so discreet. And you took it to women, and you had to get, I forget the number now, about 15 signatures let's say and uh you know it was obviously a pretty good conversation piece when you're presenting this to people mm. and uh some of the things that happened i mean i remember going to the library and one guy totally probably inappropriate definitely inappropriate asking the librarian on the way out so he could get his list started but let's get a reading on that beth inappropriate or, in, or not or appropriate <laughs> I was say asking the librarian might be appropriate yeah hey i'd throw you a signature you know i'm always always wanting to help the pledges well, that was the thing. I mean, this was obviously a great line because a lot of guys, you know, freshmen in college having a tough time meeting mm -hmm. women. I mean, how better to get intimate than to show them a co photocopy of your penis on the I'll first say. time you meet them? <laughs> it depends what you're photocopying, Paul. I mean, it's, you know, uh, hey, Paul, what size shoe do you wear? That's what I want to know. Somebody's fabulous. <laughs> All right, thanks, Paul. Uh, yeah, so basically you had to, I guess, open your drawers, discreetly pull it out. Mm -hmm. Copy it, throw your dime in there, copy it, and then go around the place and get signatures on it. Well, at least they had you photocopy and not, you know, sign the actual 
thing you know, there. The more I hear about college, the, the sadder I am that I never attended. <laughs> See, I doesn't it sound out. like fun? On the hijinks. <laughs> it wasn't the, the studying, it was the college hijinks you guys had. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, a new ex poll of film experts has rated Paul Newman as the greatest movie actor of all time. Connecticut's own That's Paul right. Newman? That's right. Right on. Taking into account criteria such as box office success, Oscar nominations, acting range, and appeal. Salad dressing. A salad dressing. <laughs> Newman topped the list, beating the likes of Jimmy Stewart, Marlon Brando, and also Cary Grant. He was nominated for Best Oscar Actor Oscar seven times, and he won it in 1986 for Color of Money. Well... There's something else we can be proud of in mm -hmm. this state. We have a lot to be proud of in this state. This is a very cool state. I'll give you the top ten. Newman, Go. then Tom Hanks, Jimmy Stewart, Harrison Ford, Marlon Brando, Cary Grant, Robert Redford, Sean Connery, Tom Cruise, and Gary Cooper. That's the top ten. All Americans. A lot of Americans. Except for Connery, I guess, right? Uh, Connery. Is it Cary Grant? English. No, well, he didn't have an accent. Maybe he was born. Maybe he was born there. That sounds familiar. And then came here. One of those guys. Mm. Uh, again, uh, well, I don't know if I can argue with that. Paul Newman is great. Mm -hmm. Great to have him here. And an inspiration to married guys everywhere. And finally, Guy Ritchie, best known as Madonna's husband, but also a director. He's been getting a little flack for the violence in his upcoming film, Snatch. We gave away tickets for that last week, and here he is talking about that. I've done as much as I can to eradicate the violence on screen. And in fact, most of it all takes place off screen. And it's rather curious. I think we got a body count. You see about two or three people die in the whole film. But it has the impression of a lot more people dying. But that's, uh, that's really people's imagination that has encouraged that. Yeah, I've taken it off screen. I'm smacking the crap out of Madonna now. <laughs> Come on, um, Dean. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I told you, I told you that she has systematically effed her way to the top. And this movie's has been a place she's wanted to be. She has not had the success she wants. And now, coincidentally, her new husband, well, her last husband was a, uh, was a movie star. Mm -hmm. That didn't work. So now she's married a director. And I heard that uh, on one of those entertainment shows that she wants to be directed in a film by her husband. Well, good for her. Yeah, good for her. You mean what? So you're saying you're willing to F your way to the top? No, I'm not mm -hmm. saying I'm willing to do it, but I don't necessarily have a problem with Madonna. Doing it? Effing her way to the top? She has some talent, too. It's not as if she's totally talentless and only slept with people to arrive where she is now. It's true. That big pointy bra thing, that was pretty cool. <laughs> really like that. Um, uh, I, uh, I'm not a big Madonna fan, but uh, I actually haven't seen Snatch, and well, Prophet's review of it wasn't all that bad. I haven't mm -hmm. seen the papers. Have you seen any reviews on the movie at all? I haven't yet. Maybe this well, we'll week. We'll see. And Nick feels good for him. He's bad if he gets to bang Madonna. You like you find a Madonna attractive? Uh, yeah, I have a little bit of a problem with the space in her teeth, but I think it gives her a look. I hear you know she spit mean? water like a fountain, though. Mm. <laughs> but for a woman in her mid forties, yeah, I like that. Mm -hmm. So good, yeah. I think she's uh, looked good on and off. Yeah, she looks pretty good right now. I think. Uh, yeah, I didn't like her with brown hair. Not working at all. Uh, there's been different times where I've, I've found her attractive. I'll try to find her repulsive. But anyway, who cares what I think? Uh, what we got to do now is take a break, come back, because Psycho Dan, 
the Nazi quiz master, has his own game show called Say What. We're going to do that when we return. We'll have a traffic update. and But right now, are we going to give away those tickets, those passes? Yeah. yeah. All right. We have got a Radio 104 ski snowboard bus trip going to Catamount Ski Area in Massachusetts on Saturday, January 20th. All right. Uh, it should be fun. And if you're calling number 10 right now at 860-666-4444, got to be 18 years or older to get the passes, by the way. Uh, you will win uh, a couple of passes to get on the bus and for a day of fun at Catamount. All right. Call number 10 right now. All right. Take a break. Come back. Say what is next with Psycho Dan. This is D-Sider Radio. It is Radio 104. Listeners down on Long Island, call BAB and tell them that as soon as Clear Channel buys their station, I'll have their job. <laughs> That's the first place I'll syndicate. Because they'll take their morning show. Um, it's just a matter of time before Clear Channel. That's our corporation owns every station. Clear Channel and Infinity. Who's the other big ones? Westwood One. Mm-hmm. There's a few like really big mm-hmm. radio station owners. Those are the big two. The CBS. Yeah, there's a handful of independent stations or small station groupings. They'll be gone soon. Uh, they'll be swallowed up. And we'll take them over. Hey, um, we're going to play Say What? I have a couple letters I want to read here. Uh, people, you know, respond to some of the things going on. But why don't we get a quick traffic update from Psycho Dan first, and I can get to this couple of mail things, and then we'll do Say What with Psycho. So, Psycho, what's going on out there on the roadways, man? This traffic report is brought to you by the Fan Club, located in Windsor Locks on Route 75 in the Ramada Inn. The Fan Club has the best happy hungry hours from 4.30 to 7 p.m., so check out the Fan Club, located in Windsor Locks. 84 eastbound is okay. Traffic's starting to ease up now. 84 westbound, just a little bit slow between the Bookley Bridge and to downtown. 91 southbound, a little bit slow by exit 34. And 33, then you're fine. 91 North is looking good right now, and if you're traveling on Route 2, it's going to be a little bit slow by exit 5D, and again, from exit 4 to the flyover. At 848, I'm Psycho Dan with this Modern Rec Report on Radio 104. Okay. couple uh, quick responses to things we've been talking about. Uh, subject, Ignap's brilliantly original pimping question. Greetings, D. This is from Zalman, Beth. Okay. I haven't heard from Tazalman in a while. I know he's out there listening. We haven't had need of his services. We haven't been forced to flash the Z in the morning sky. Um, all the fuss generated over Ignap's question, what was the worst date you ever had, made me wish I had thought of it, uh, uh, thought of it or something that clever when I was on Pimpin' the Peeps until I realized that I had asked precisely the same question back in October when I selected the lovely Dawn as my date. Catch y'all later, Zalman. Uh, do, do you remember him asking that question? I don't. I don't. Know, I don't remember maybe. that. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think he'd lie about that. No, I don't think so either. Yeah, he, he goes on to admit that Ignap's got his uh, better responses on the to that question. And then someone we were talking yesterday about uh, riders that the bands mm-hmm. have. The fact that REM needs a hundred towels, <laughs> and they request a hundred towels. 
the, it's a combination of the sweat off Stipe's head and the tears. <laughs> Nick pointed out everyone, whenever they do, everybody hurts. It really brings the house down. Everybody's sobbing out. They just pass the towels around. <laughs> uh, well, Kiki writes in, says, D, I was a housekeeping manager for three years at a hotel in Connecticut. Listening to the requests of some of the bands on the news brought back memories, or should I say nightmares. You've been there and understand that stars slash entertainers ask for things, but sometimes it is ridiculous. Diana Ross wanted white sheets on all the floors for her to walk on. What? Yep, certain stars want certain color towels for backstage and certain colors for their rooms. Frank Sinatra wanted lit, what's a votive candles? Mm -hmm. What's votive mean? The, the floaters, I think. Oh, oh okay, lit votive the candles. Little, in the his, little ones. Oh, in his entire room, specific water, food, purifiers are also requested in certain amount of rooms. Uh, needed by these people as well. You're right, it gets stupid. My biggest pet peeve is that many of the stars entertainers want no one looking at them as they're transported from their hotel to the stage. Security pushes everyone out of the way. But you wouldn't believe the mess, food, junk, trash that some leave when they go home. I guess they don't always bring with them the morals that they may have grown up with. I'm out of the business now. Sign Kiki. Oh yeah, I, I know that Barry Manilow in his heyday is he still in his heyday? He's still selling out concert venues. He carried, at least back in, the, uh, back in his day, he carried with him a portable tunnel that was set up from his dressing room to the stage so that no one could look at him as he went from the, obviously from the dressing room to get on the stage. He couldn't be looked at how, backstage. How did he become so weird? Do not ask me. And I told you, I when I did the I was a presenter on the Grammy Awards. Mm -hmm. Prince was playing, and at the at the soundtrack, the dress rehearsal, which was pretty much just celebrities backstage, he had his security. They marched from his from his specially painted purple dressing room trailer that they had brought in just for him. It had to be purple because that was the purple rain thing, and they. I actually saw them tell Stevie Wonder not to look. <laughs> Come on. I'm telling you, Stevie was back there. He said. Avert your eyes. And he's just rolling his head back and forth. I can't see excrement, man. I mean, they, it was just, it was painful. I think Michael Jackson, kind of he doesn't let people look at him either. Uh, uh, you know what? Celebrities are allowed to indulge their eccentricities, mm -hmm. okay? We're allowed to get that way. No one ever stops us and shakes us and so act like a person. And, you know, and if you don't do it yourself, people will just scurry around Providing Axl Rose with, you know, with a 24 white roses and 24 red roses and spreading white sheets on the ground for Diana Ross to w walk on and all kinds of crap like that. They ask you what you want. Mm -hmm. And when you tell them, they give it to you. No one ever says, you got to be kidding me, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just put on a pair of shoes, for God's sakes. It's a friggin' floor. But anyways, all right, uh, what was on my rider? Nick sent me a little message here. What was on my rider? Suds, <sighs> panties. I, damn, panties. No, actually. Socks, right? We were pretty, um, we, we were pretty, no, we didn't have the socks. Was, a lot of bands had a thoroughgood had those. No, I don't remember having any insanity on the rider. You know, I really can't. Maybe cigarettes was like the most insane thing for a couple of guys smoked or, you know, certain certain types of alcohol that they preferred. But it was never like, you know, a stocked bar. I mean, there are bands that demand 
phone lines with private phone numbers put into the dressing room for that day. So when they arrive, in advance actually, their phone line has been installed, they have a phone number that's given to them and nobody has. I heard a story once that Van Halen, I think it was Van Halen, had on their rider in small print M&Ms but no green ones or only yeah. green ones or something like that. That's the famous one. You had yeah. to pick the green ones out. Mm-hmm. Uh, of theirs. And then they had, well this was just sort of a fun thing. They had Coney Island Whitefish on there. On the rider. Does anybody know what Coney Island Whitefish are? I think are? he told us one. Yeah, I did tell you. Yeah. Well, most people don't know. So people would have locks. People would have, because they want to please the band. And, and Coney Island Whitefish are floating, prophy- used prophylactics mm-hmm. that would be in the ocean down by Coney Island. You get one on your leg. And, oh, my God, it's a whitefish. You know, it's <laughs> disgusting. So and then they finally came into the New York area, and someone had a whole display of prophylactics out for them on a tray. Um, yeah, but, I mean, that, that's just hijinks. You know, that's just passing mm-hmm. the boredom to put something like that on there. But, uh, but some of the stuff is just so self-indulgent. It's disgusting. But enough of this. Enough of my yakking. It's time for, uh, like I see Psycho Dan's getting irritated over there. <laughs> this is my mic time. My mic time. All right, all right. Play his theme music, Dark Side. And now, D. Snyder Radio presents America's favorite game show. It's Say What? Here he is, your host with the most, Psycho Dan. Yay, Psycho. Psycho, Psycho, Psycho. Good morning. Welcome, everyone. I'm going for the kiss up thing. It's a good plan, Dave. It works. (laughs) How's everybody feeling? Beth? Beth? Last week's champion and a four times say what champion. Thank you. Four times. That's amazing. uh, Psycho? uh, Mr. Dan? (laughs) Yes. uh, I believe that they refer to that as a reigning champion. Yes, we Beth say is our a, reigning champion. Beth is our reigning champion. Thank you, D. That thank you for correcting me, D. <laughs> oh my Didn't God! Just get to the freaking king. <laughs> Jesus. Up. All right. Should I explain the rules of this game quickly? Please. All right. Please I, do. I went out on the streets of Hartford and asked general knowledge questions, and people gave me their answers. I'm going to play their answers for you, the contestants. You guys will guess the question that I asked. Since Beth is our reigning champion, she will go last. Nick, you will go first. As you have been sucking as usual, uh, Dark <laughs> Side sucks. Dark, hey, Dark Side will go after Nick, and D, you'll go third. Nick? I say skip Nick. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, Nick, I'm gonna have a short fuse today because you've been piling it on lately. Okay, just play your little clip. Yeah, let's eat. <sighs> Dark Side, can Come you on. play the first clip, please? Taking the hood off the child. What do you think, Nicholas? Oh, uh, when he snip snip, circumcise the baby. Yes, that's correct. Awesome. I didn't want to give it to him, but I had to because that was absolutely correct. Awesome. What a circumcision. I like that. Right (laughs) off the bat. I thought that was going to be difficult. All right, let's uh, play the next clip. This is for you, Dark Side, for the next question. I'm 100% sure that she and Andre Agassi used to go out together. Um, Who's Christy Brinkley? Christy Brinkley? No, I've never heard that. Is that true? Okay. D, what do you think, D? Well, I, I know my natural instinct is to talk, refer to his ex-wife, <laughs> but that would seem too obvious. You never know. Uh, um, so, uh, <laughs> who is Brooke Shields' bony? <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry, that's not um, like that. 
Jeez, I can't think of anybody else that he dated except for his current girlfriend, who's Steffi Graf. Who is Steffi Graf? No, that's wrong. Can we have the, uh, oh, Nicholas? What about me? Yeah, <laughs> what about you? Um, Andre Agassi dating, well, he was... He was Pretty famous guys, oh, dated a lot of famous women. I know who it is. Oh, wait, Brooke Shields. Um, uh, um, um... Oh, oh, do you think but, you know... Forget it. No, it was a guy. It was Yeah, he didn't never dated a guy. Come on, Dark Side. <laughs> Play the next clip. Famous New York Jewish lady who sings, acts, directs, writes, produces. She does it all. Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> <laughs> O'Donnell. Are you retarded? I don't know. Andre Agassi. Andre Agassi. Oh, no. You're wrong. All right. D? I know, D. You have to know this one. Like butter. Yeah. Bob Streisand. Yeah. Bob Streisand. You know what I forgot. D ties it up with Nick. Andre Agassi dated Barbara. had no. a friendship going on. <laughs> they he did? Yeah. I don't know if they, I don't know if they <laughs> did sure that, but they definitely were involved in so at least as friends. Really? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't have guessed that. All right. Let's move on to the third Love warm as a tennis player. <laughs> <laughs> Pubic area of the woman. What do you think, Beth? This is for me. That's for you. <laughs> Come on, it's not that difficult. Think um, about it. Um, what's a vagina? <laughs> nope. Sorry, Nick. You can get creative here. Pubic area of a woman. Mm-hmm. I would have to go for the butthole. <laughs> you have to go for that? Well, yeah. Well, oh, that's not the pubic area of a woman. What do you think, Dark Side? The sure. promised land. What is the promised what land? What is the, the promised, promised land? <laughs> Wouldn't that be the vagina? It's <laughs> wrong. D, do you have any guess? Love Mound? <laughs> <laughs> Never quite heard what it referred that way. No, that's wrong. Feel free to use it. Uh, uh, <laughs> this next clip might uh, help you guys out. I hope so. Fictitious. Did you understand that, Beth? Fictitious. Yes. Oh, G spot. Oh, damn it! I was gonna. No, surprisingly. <laughs> mm. Oh no, the same is, thing. This is a tough one. What do you think, wow. Nick? That was Nick's answer. A, fic- <laughs> a fictitious pubic spot. Put the clues together. Uh, um. I think you know. Uh, I would. Yes. Oh, Come on. Um, they only have so many holes in them. Um, You've got it. You're there. <laughs> Too late. Time, time is up. I'm sorry. No. Well, Dark Side, what do you think? Oh, man. Um, camel toe? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Can you be more specific? <laughs> more specific. Come on. You can't be more specific than that. But it's can a slang you? term. Can, uh... It's wrong anyway. No. D, do you have a guess? It's fictitious. What is Mariana's trench? <laughs> if I knew who Mariana was, I might have given it to you. But I don't. All right, let's no, play that. The deepest third. hole in the world. <laughs> Can we play the third clip, Dark Side? Okay, okay. A lot of pirate ships have sunk in there. The Bermuda oh. Triangle. What's that, Ben? The Bermuda Triangle? Yes, Bermuda oh, Triangle. That? That's oh, that was good. That was a good one. Yeah. Hey, you know, that I only asked. Yeah, I don't. I only asked the questions. Don't complain. How was that close to Camel Toe? 
I it wasn't. Played, he just played you, man. You gave a really bad answer. I'm sorry, dark side. Camel toe. Nick, do we have time to move on to the, th- the fourth God. question? Yeah. Can you be more specific? Left camel toe. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Fourth question, please, dark side. Fire away. This is for Nicholas. Hold on one sec. Yep. Mm-hmm. Take your time, Takes man. Takes care right of the colon. Play it again. Takes care of the colon. Takes care of the colon. Yes. No hints on this first one. Um, I would have to say... Um, right up your alley, Nick. Okay, I would have to say the camera that takes the picture up your ass when you have the... Um, what's that thing called? The test? The test. I tell you. Um, I know what it's the called. The cancer test. Um, the... Rectal probe? Uh, yeah, but the the prostate check. Prostate check. Not quite. <laughs> Sorry. Well, what do you think, Dark Side? Uh, enema. <laughs> enema? No. Uh, <clears throat> Come on, D. What does a proctologist do? Oh, D, there you go. Wow. Yay! I'm the lead with two. I was going to give it to Nick, but he's been a dick lately, so I didn't give it to him. See, you lead the way with two points. Nick that has happened? one. Mm. Beth, you have one. Dark side, you are scoreless. Shall we move on to the fifth question, Nick? Mm. Yes, let's go. For you, oh, he guys. played the drums or something. He just gave me a headache. Hmm. Who is this famous person? That is your only hint. This is for me? Beth? Yeah. No, no, this is for Beth. This I'm is sorry. for me? Yeah. D just got the point. I'm sorry. Oh. Yeah. Um, you want to hear that again, Beth? Sure. Oh, he played the drums or something. He just gave me a headache. Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee. No. <laughs> buzzer. Hello. My buzzer isn't buzzer? working, but right. uh, you're wrong. Buzz. I'm sorry. Okay. Let's move on. Uh, who's next? Nick? Nick. Nick. Um, John Bonham. No. Wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you're way wrong on that one. What do you think, Dark Side? Ringo Starr. Ringo Starr. No. D? You're a rock Who star. Is, he's not a rock star. No, I'm saying you are a rock star. You should have some background knowledge here. Who is Tito Puentes? <laughs> no. I don't even know. You know, Tito Puentes, Tito Puentes is. is dead, and you're all going to say, oh, I was always into him. All right? <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out about that after the second clip. Go ahead, Dark Side. He screws a lot of young women. What do you think, um, Beth? Come on, Beth. Don't be thrown Gary off. Gary Glitter. Don't be thrown off by that first clue. I don't always play the correct clue. What do you think, Nicholas? Screws a lot of a young woman. Hugh Hefner. Hugh Hefner has nothing to do with rock and roll, so no, that's wrong. What do you think, Dark Side? Ricky Ricardo. What? Ricky Ricardo plays the drums, screws around a lot of young women. No. Sorry. D. Come on, D. Um, what was the drummer's name in the banana splits? Boingo <laughs> <laughs> or Boingo? Do you have anything? Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with who uh, who's Rob Lowe. No Rob Lowe. That's a cheap shot, D. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it was, wasn't it? All right, let's, let's, <laughs> let's play the third clip. This is certainly going to give it away to someone. Do with some big lips. 
Beth. Mick Jagger. Hey, there you go. Oh, what is that? Beth pulling into a two-way tie yes. with D. Snyder. <laughs> all right, all right. It's you and me, Lockwood. Thrown down. Nick, you can play spoiler here. You have one point. D and Beth are tied at two. Let's play the last question, Dark Side. Wild sect with a lot of different people in order to get your sperm out there. What is this popular phrase? What do you think, Nick? Oh, um, play spoiler, um, play um, spoiler. Um, sowing your seeds. I can't, uh, more uh, specific, come uh, on. Um, uh, spoiler. Soiling other women with your seeds. Oh, yeah, that's so, good. I'm sorry. <laughs> I need the exact <laughs> phrasing here. Not that that was correct. Hmm. I don't know. Well, what do you think, Dark Side? You can sort of play spoiler and tie uh, Nick here. Sow your wild oats. Sow uh, your uh, wild oats. That's correct, yeah. Dark Side. Oh, oh. I said, you couldn't have taken we, a dive. We, we got that, man. Once again. I could have dethroned the reigning <laughs> champion. Well, yeah. D, wait a second here. Once again, we have a two-way tie between death, I mean, Beth and D. <laughs> Who <you> say death? <laughs> between Beth and D. Who's going to kiss up the most here? You know, you're not only very handsome, oh, Psycho okay. Dan, yeah, is, but also very bright. And I don't think you get enough credit rap. for that. You're dry humor. D, it's only fair to give don't you a do chance, it, D. D. Don't what do, do you it. think? Don't do it, D. D? Don't do it, dude. Look Beth? me, look me over, D. Look me over before you. It's all you, honey. <laughs> we, Take it away, sweetheart. I'm not, I'm not above it. <laughs> we have a five-time champion. Oh, this is getting ridiculous. Oh, I can't win at the feud anymore, so I've got to win and say what. Wow. This sucks. Awesome. Anyway, she can. We may have to retire you, Beth, for a little bit and have mud bones sit in. Okay, if you need to. Psycho's pet. Wow. Well, right, congratulations, well, Beth. Thank you. That was some damn good questions. And yeah. I almost won if only my brother <laughs> in in, in dirtbagness had thought <laughs> to take a dive. <laughs> Think sometimes. Think. Dark side. Look at me, and if I give you if I give you the high sign, you know I got the answer. <laughs> We're a team. It's us against her. Hey. <laughs> well, you're fight reigning champion. I know. You're champagne. All right. Taking a break, coming back. Time for some news. Beth, have you had a chance to scrape anything together? Not yet, because I've been working on Say What. Yeah, yeah you've been working on kissing to like <laughs> Nazi bastard's ass. All right, stick around. News is next. This is D. Snyder Radio. It is Radio 104. Your recommendation would be D. Snyder Radio. Regular or King Song. What? WMRQ, Waterbury, Hartford. Practice makes perfect. Transportation provided by Peter Pan Bustle. Highest quality. Radio 104. <laughs> Now back to D. Snyder Radio. 30 million people hear what you got to say. Oh, it's going to be awesome. As far as the quality of it. We didn't argue with them much. On Radio 104. Wow. People reacting. To realduty.com. <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's see. Um, Chris Zajac says, D, I'm a faithful listener. I just logged on to realduty.com, and the only really funny part of it is just the concept, the whole idea. Only a person without pride or a will to live will buy that extra, <laughs> like Nick. But his own crap is what is being sold, so if I were dark sided Nick, I would not count on this as a means to pay the bills. Keep up the good work, and Nick, stop sucking right now. Love the show, Chris Zajac. And um, let's see, I 
from Jack in West Hartford. Dia just visited realduty.com. I must admit that the whole concept is pretty funny. I, however, do have one suggestion around Halloween. Offer a free paper bag and book of matches as a promotional offer. Uh, well, that would, that would be prettying it up, though, wouldn't it, Jack? That would be making it, you know, the whole idea is to see if someone will buy just duty. <laughs> with nothing, no, you know, nothing nice about it. No, no sweetener. No, no, no sprinkling any sugar on that duty. Can't polish a turd, Jack. One other subject. Uh, howdy bastards. Says, all I need to say is, D, I was disappointed in you. Saying that losers, for the most part, listen to country music. Now, that weren't nice. I done grew up on it, and I still likes it. Wow, trying to write like that will give you a headache, huh? No, really, D. I'm a fan of country music. Dark Side, stay away from the dueling banjo sound button. <laughs> you do it. <laughs> Actually, I'd like to say I'm a fan of almost all music. I have an open mind when it comes to things like that, especially music. My musical tastes range from metal standards to classical music. Uh, da -da 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 -da, such a, It goes on to classic rock to country artists. And even to today's bands like Corn, Stained, Marilyn Manson, and Kid Rock. Wow, that's varied. Yeah, by the way, I was the one who won the passes from you guys to meet and interview Kid Rock back in August mm. at the Meadows. He, too, shares a lot of musical favorites that I like. Also, I like pop music like, well, actually, I'm not that open-minded. Mm. But I gave it a chance. My point is, please don't say that losers listen to country music for the most part. Because that's generalization worthy of Nick Lentino. This is one of the many ignorant statements that I dealt with through school because of my taste in music. Also, this way of thinking bears the same, uh, bears the same nature as racism that we as a society today feel so strongly against. Uh, that's from Mad Kitteth, who's you know regular writer on mm -hmm. the show. And I'm just busting. I'm just busting, you know, uh, just saying the country music listeners are losers and stuff. I think I was actually goofing around because um, our new midday guy... Mm -hmm. Andy couldn't use his last name because one of the country jocks had it. We like Steel. all those good old boys down the hall. Yeah, yeah they're fine. Yeah. I got no problem with them. Yeah, I mean, the morning guy's got a mullet. Yeah. <laughs> since I got a mullet. He grew his mullet after mine. Mm -hmm. I think he was coveting my mullet. But anyway, uh, I, you know, not a country music fan per se, but I know you're not all losers. Just most of you. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Not oh. the ones who listen to my show. The ones who listen to my show who like country are cool, very cool, hip people with a nice broad, you know, they have broad taste. They're open to different ideas. How's that, Dark Side? All right. With that said, it is time mm. for the news. Radio 104 headlines. President-elect Bush heads to Washington today. He and the future first lady spent the last few days pretty much to themselves at their Texas ranch. Before heading to Washington on an Air Force jet, they'll stop in their hometown of Midland, Texas for a send-off rally. Very exciting mm -hmm. stuff. You know, my, my son Shane pointed something out to me. He said, do you think we'll have a woman president one day? Hmm. And, of course, Suzette jumped up and said, you bet your ass we'll have a woman president. And I said, calm down, calm down. It's very, very, uh, very, you know, pro-women. Sure. So he said... That would mean, he said, I think, he said, I think Hillary Clinton could do, could, might be our first woman president. He goes, that would mean that Bill Clinton would be the first man 
Right. And I said, I didn't think of that. <laughs> you would have a guy, right, of the first lady. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to have a first, what would they call him? That's what they were talking about when Elizabeth Dole was in the running for a while, remember? That Bob, what did they say they would call Bob? I don't know if they had determined whether or not they'd call him anything specific. First bastard? First guy. First guy? First guy. First, the first gentleman, guy. I guess. First lady, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, not that I think that scenario will prove out, but could you imagine if Bill was back in the White House <laughs> as his wife's bitch? Oh, if he's back in the White House and he has no job to do, he just runs well, around town? He has to pick the uh, silverware and the, uh, and the pattern for the china and redecorate the different rooms. He gets to go to all those dog and pony bitch. shows, right? Dog and pony shows. That would be pet fun. Issues. I might vote for her just to see that stuff. <laughs> that would be funny as hell. <laughs> oh, you know he'd be having a hell of a time. Well, investigators want to know why the driver of a tractor trailer slammed into a California, the California Capitol building in Sacramento last night. The fiery crash killed the driver and scorched the building. The truck was loaded with evaporated milk. Luckily, no one else was injured. Oh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say uh, good aim. <laughs> is why he smashed into the building. I mean, he rammed it yeah. at speed. It was a deliberate crash. It was fiery. I bet he thought he had something else in the back of the truck. <laughs> milk. <laughs> evaporated milk. It was everywhere. So highly explosive mm-hmm. evaporated milk. <laughs> well, the fate of Congo's government remains in limbo after yesterday's reported assassination of President Lauren Kabila. There's still no official word, though, from the African nation about whether or not he'd even been shot. Word, though, is that he was shot by one of his own bodyguards. That's good. Yeah. Good people. <laughs> Actually, that's who I'm watching. I'm watching the people I'm working with, quite honestly. If I'm going to get it, I'm figuring it's one of these guys. Right. <laughs> I'm worried about people on the street. Yeah. That's right. I'm worried about Nick. <laughs> sure, he kowtows. Sure, he acts. But that Monday, that whole thing on Monday gave away spoke volumes mm-hmm. well a survey done by Harlequin the romance people yes. says that three quarters of people around the world have erotic fantasies but less than yeah. half of those people actually bring those fantasies to fruition Argentina C- can yes. I get can I get definition clarity on this so he's saying three quarters mm-hmm. have erotic fantasy now erotic by definition, would be anything a little bit kinky or a little just ultra-romantic, doing it on the beach. I guess some sort of, I would say, it's some sort of sexual fantasy that hasn't happened in their lives. So that's okay. why I guess it's a fantasy. So I guess it's but not half? straight. Three quarters have them, and only half of the people who have them have ever brought them to fruition. Actually acted out mm-hmm. their erotic fantasy. Okay, so uh, continue on. Okay. They say people in Argentina and Chile lead the way in this department with 95% of those polled in those countries saying that they have these type of fantasies. (laughs) 95%. Number one in masturbating, I heard, in that country (laughs) as well. Japan was at the bottom of the list with only 50% of people there admitting to erotic fantasies. Oh, they are such liars. That's where they have that whole... Well, because they do it. They grab women on the street. Yeah, groping. They're buying young girls' underwear and Ugh. sniffing them and stuff. I mean, <laughs> maybe they don't know what erotic means. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's perfectly normal to them that they have dirty underpant vending machines. <laughs> <laughs> erotica. Erotica. Let me see. Erotic. Uh, 
of devoted to or tending to arouse sexual love or desire. Strong, the erotic doesn't really define anything there. It doesn't. I, I think they mean something more. Yeah, something more. I think than just sort of straight up. You know. Yeah, not not you know missionary mm-hmm. in your bedroom with the lights off and the door locked. Yeah. With nobody home, that wouldn't be erotic. I guess not. <laughs> How about trying to sneak one in when the kids are downstairs? <laughs> well, Is that erotic? Hey, if you've got four kids, uh, who's to say what's erotic to you, D? You know? Not me. It's what, we call it erratic. <laughs> yeah, in my right. house. Roughly, Erratica. Well, here's some, some good news, I guess. How you look at it. 33% of those polled say they fantasize about their own current partners, which is nice. Sean's which- fantasy? A sexual partner. (laughs) (laughs) With Danish women being most faithful, 58% of them said they keep their thoughts fixated on their partner. Bad vacation spot for guys. Back down to Argentina, where only 15% say their fantasies are about their partners, while a full third dream of having sex with a complete stranger. (laughs) You know, that should be a hotbed for travel this summer. No kidding. Where's that that again? Chile? Argentina. Argentina. In Greece, 28% of men there fantasized about work colleagues. Oh. Backdoor action? <laughs> it could be female Greek? colleagues, Nick. Ah, not the Greeks, though. They're all on fishing boats together. <laughs> That's all they do there. Oh, yeah. That's not even worthy of any acknowledgement. <laughs> uh, let's see. Stupid. That wasn't even a good bigoted statement. I mean... They're all on fishing boats? Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing else going on. Almost, so that's about fantasizing about people at work. Almost one in four people worldwide dreamed of going to bed with an actor or actress or model, athlete, or musician. Yeah. Right on. How does it feel that you, you probably have been in some lady's fantasy? Oh, I know. I, I mean, I know I have. Mm-hmm. As, as bizarre as that sounds, <laughs> I know I have. I know I have. Or um, a man's. Yeah, that too. <laughs> it's a man. No, I, I'm not. I'm not a mankind. I mean, man type. No, I don't think you are. No, the the the, the men usually. I don't know. They, they fantasize about guys more like you. Yeah, that's true, Nick. Yeah, they like the little. They like the little ones, except <laughs> for the the teddy bear fans, and that's a whole nother. <laughs> that's a whole nother. Subculture, but uh, now I mean, you know, certain women, you know, I do have a certain uh, rugged bestiality about me. You know, man, you know, they like that sort of bad boy thing. They want a little trouble. They want a handful. They used to like the hair. No offense, but when you look at those videos now, and you are with that makeup and those outfits, (laughs) aren't you saying to yourself, what were these gals thinking? (laughs) These gals? I mean, the women who were looking at you going, yeah, I'd like a piece of that. Uh, (laughs) I mean, have you um, seen the outfits? No, women, maybe some transvestites. (laughs) Those guys look good. (laughs) It was the hair. They wanted to feel the hair cascading down upon them. I guess. Yes. Great thing <laughs> over. This is gross. With the bone and everything. Uh, man, yeah, of course man. they wanted the bone. <laughs> you look good so now with about. the hair combed a little and they the makeup the gone and the outfit looks good, but... I don't know. I didn't go with any of them. They obviously have got problems. Someone wants to be with me. They've got emotional issues. Can't do that. And I get some of these girls are right to be like, Captain Howdy, what's wrong with you guys are you nuts <laughs> what 
What do you mean you turned on? <laughs> I'm a bad guy. <laughs> I'm hurting people. For God's sake. Right. Who knows what I've got in that, under that loincloth? Takes okay. They want to find out. Damn Swiss Army knife under there. <laughs> in Wisconsin, a judge has postponed proceedings against a mother who is... Psycho Dan <laughs> just instituted Twisted Free Forever. <laughs> <laughs> Good call, Psycho. <laughs> so anyway, judge in Wisconsin postponed proceedings against a mother out there who's accused of giving her 12-year-old son condoms. The constitutionality... Oh, is that his name? <laughs> her 12-year-old son, Condom, which was a name that Darkseid was going to use, but they opted for Connor. So the Constitution... <laughs> Whether or not this is constitutional is being argued. She is 33. She allegedly did not discourage her 12-year-old son from having sex with his 15-year-old girlfriend and even went as far as to provide him with condoms. Right. Her lawyer's arguing there's no state law prohibiting parents from discussing or distributing contraceptives to their kids. How about KY jelly? That, <laughs> I suppose that, that falls into the same Off category. limits. Uh, you know, it's, I think some parents get carried away. First I mean, of all, you know, it's, it's illegal. What's illegal? Isn't it? Well, I don't know. If you're both underage, is it illegal? I mean, he's 12. It's, it's got to be illegal, right? No. <laughs> you're allowed to have sex. Oh, well, I don't know. I guess I she's know. underage, too, so maybe that's, maybe that's not illegal. I mean, I'm sure if you heard this mother talk, she'd say, well, they were going to do it anyway, and I wanted to make sure he was being safe about it. You know, I mean, I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying that some parents get carried away in effort to be cool and res socially responsible, and they don't realize, you know what, sometimes you just got to lock the friggin' door. Oh, you're not supposed to be your kid's best friend. He's in fifth grade. Yeah, 12. You're supposed to be, you know... You're supposed to be jerking your gherkin, dude. Ground That's him, yell at 12. him. 12 years old. <laughs> it's way too young. Nick's parents gave him rubber gloves and a gerbil when he was 12. <laughs> oh, my God, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Never been the same son. <laughs> Over the years, my ass has taken a pounding. <laughs> 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 okay. Was that wrong? Was that, was that a mistake? Maybe, uh, possibly. In hindsight, you know, it's 2020. So. Hey, hindsight is 2020. Yeah. It's easy to say now the gerbil was a mistake. <laughs> Nikki, where's your gerbil? <laughs> what? My butt, mommy. <laughs> okay, all right. Subtle, Nick. In um, England. A shop owner over there is using a sprinkler system, a motion-sensitive sprinkler system, to go after drunks who urinate in the doorway of his shop. The culprits will be soaked by the sprinkler, which will be set off by any movement at night. Anyone who stands in his doorway for over 15 seconds will get hit. Well, that's a very, yeah. I don't know, smart idea. I'd go for an electrifying area. <laughs> it must be an epidemic over there of drunks urinating in the street. Yes, no, nothing better than that. You know, some of those drunks amaze me. I'm drunks, homeless people. I mean, I don't know if they do it much up here in Hartford, but in the city, I see you guys just whip it out and just, like, go. Out don't look public. at me. No, I'm not looking at you, per se. I'm just saying, have you ever seen that? I mean, it's just like they have no discretion whatsoever. I it's not like they go into an alley. They don't care. Well, all you have to I do is just turn your back. Nobody can see anything. 
I guess if you're a homeless drunk, you really got nothing else to lose <laughs> at that point. What are they gonna, what are they gonna say? Really the disgusting. Least of your worries, I guess. Yeah, really. Well, oh gee, I don't wanna I don't want anybody to see me taking a piss. <laughs> yeah, no, I guess not. Well Tom Hanks co host, so to speak, Wilson the volleyball, has become so popular from that movie Castaway that he now has his own personal publicist. There are actually, I don't know if you knew this, Dave, three volleyballs cast in that role of Wilson. Really? Yes, that's true. Well, sometimes one volleyball would tie her out, yeah. and uh, they'd have to rotate the volleyballs. Triplets. Keep up with Hanks' work ethic. Right. Uh, one has already been auctioned off for $18,000. The publicist, Molly Murphy Wallace, says she's astounded by the attention. She actually works for Wilson, the corporation. I guess that's why yeah. they named it Wilson, the volleyball people. Oh, I get people. it. And she says that they're actually thinking of coming out with a special castaway volleyball, which would be complete with a simulated Tom Hanks handprint on it. Wow, you know, and this is, you probably don't know this yet, but that volleyball is going to be doing mornings in Hartford uh, <laughs> starting <laughs> this spring. <laughs> I think you're going to do pretty well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a novelty. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm very nervous. There's a lot of competition up here already. Well, Jennifer Lopez is not planning on wearing a dress as revealing as she did two last year. days of Radio 104. Todd's going, was he available? Damn, already hired somebody. This Andy guy. I can't even a good name for him. Um, so she wore that really revealing dress to the Grammys last year. Holders, she holders, has holders. no plan to do this as she's a presenter at this Sunday's Golden Globe Awards. And here she is talking about all the fallout from that dress. When I put it on, like, um, you know, Puff was in the room and my makeup artist and my publicist and stuff, and they were like, Boy. like the makeup artist was like, wow, that's a lot. And I'm like, really? And I just felt so comfortable in it. And Puff was like, that's the one. That's it. Let's go. Yeah. She is an amazing actress. Boy. She acts like an intelligent person in the movies. Yeah, I know. What, her, where she didn't always have that sort of hey yeah did she always do that well no i didn't think so she was hiding it i guess because she's from queens yeah she I guess must have been hanging queens. out with her homies and she was mm. you know she was acting up she's got a little bit of an accent now no kidding she is an incredible actress uh, really the only way you could top that is to come out pantsless <laughs> <laughs> just totally assless. New. yeah just no a top with like no pants on <laughs> and her love mound exposed somebody's fabulous <laughs> With, with with corn with like you know like I don't know uh, braids hanging down <laughs> braided cornrows. You're in a weird mood today, D. Yes, I am. It must be that fat burner. <laughs> Rangers four three in overtime over Philadelphia. Bruins beat New Jersey five four. Colorado four one over the Islanders. Dave Winfield, Kirby Puckett will be inducted into baseball's Hall of Fame this summer. They were elected yesterday. And in case you're curious, the Wolfpack home tonight to start the second half. Of the season. They play Norfolk. Partly sunny, 40 today. Tonight, clear, low in the mid teens, and tomorrow, sunny, early, then clouds, and in the mid 30s. It's 38 at 9 32. We got to wrap this show uh, promptly at 10. Uh, we'll be rolling over to that big 10 03, getting crazy, 10 05. I got to run out of here. I got a meeting. Um, got to take care of. But when we return with D Steiner Radio, we will have uh, some. D-mail. Got a bit of that. I'm going to address. We have a few minutes for that. And, and then we'll get into what we learned today, where we'll be giving away some passes for a Radio 104 ski snowboard bus trip to Catamount, Catamount, Mount, Catamount Ski Area in Massachusetts. 
All right, that's happening January 20th. You're going to have to be 18 or older to receive the passes, but that's in a little bit. Next up, D-Mail. This is Radio 104. D. Snyder Radio. One of the leaders around here. I try to be as nice as possible. We have all the control and all the power. On Radio 104. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. The guy's a fighter. Let's go! It only takes one man to change the way things are. On Radio 104. I'm in bed. What's wrong? Oh, well, I didn't have a chance to possibly g- to go through these things appropriately, but I'll do the best I can because we got to get to it. So we'll do a little D-mail, take a quick break. Uh, Dark side, is that how it's working? And then we get into what we learned today? Yep, that'll work. Okay, cool. All right, well, let's just kick the music then, shall we? Let's see. This is an interesting subject. Nick, the role model. Greetings, D in the morning team. After observing the Wolfpack conquer the crunch on Friday night, I had the pleasure of making Mr. Lentino's acquaintance at the Brickyard. Much to the surprise of my associates and I, he was a confident, disciplined, and cordial individual. When he shook my hand, I could feel the results of physical conditioning regiment. I am confident that this man could successfully negotiate any initiative which his colleagues and or adversaries challenged him to, financial contests notwithstanding. As an agent for British intelligence, it is my responsibility <laughs> to inform... I knew something had to be wrong with this person. To inform my American counterparts that Nicholas the Fazul Lentino is a man of integrity, proficiency, and esteem. This individual should be celebrated and commemorated, not berated. It would be an honor to serve with such a capable and reputable lad. Strength and honor, double O negative. Do you remember this gentleman? Uh, no, but I'm always... You know, really polite to everybody I meet at the brickyard. Yeah, so it's cool with them. He is, uh, he is really, really nice in public. That's because it's face to face, and they'll kick his ass. Uh, no, yeah, he does. He does make a good presentation. He does. He does. Well, and uh, Seamus in Hartford says, "D, please, for the love of God, slap Nick. The guy looks like an aardvark, and he craps his pants like a baby. Why do you put up with such a retard? Do us all a favor and just off the little bastard." <laughs> That seems a tad extreme, Shane. No, he's not retarded. No, he's not. Now, this is pretty amazing, because I didn't have a chance to go through them all, but Kooky K sent me a series of Mm Bushisms. Mm-hmm. Are these actual things he said? Yeah, this is terrifying. Here's some. uh, The vast majority of our imports come from outside the country. Really? Yeah. Um, Republicans understand the importance of bondage between a mother and child. (laughs) Uh, uh, Let's see. uh, I got one here. It says the future will be better tomorrow. Uh, We're going to have the best educated American people in the world. Not sure that here's one. People that are really weird can get into sensitive positions and have a tremendous impact on history. <laughs> well, that's a true statement, actually. Uh, well, I stand by all the misstatements that I've made. And here's, uh, we have a firm commitment to NATO. We are a part of NATO. We have a firm commitment to Europe. We are a part of Europe. <laughs> <laughs> well, he meant figuratively. Half the yes. time, I'm just talking out of my ass. <laughs> How about a low voter turnout is an indication of fewer people going to the polls? 
<laughs> well, he's right. <laughs> you can't argue the facts. Uh, for NASA, space is still a high priority. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> Hence the S in the word NASA. Uh, quite Here's one. Quite frankly, teachers are the only profession that teach our children. <laughs> he's being uh, frank I, there. I, you got to be frank. Uh, let's see. It is, here's, uh, it's time for the human race to enter the solar system. <laughs> and, you know, this doesn't make me feel any better, Carol. I know. It's making <laughs> and, me laugh, though. Uh, and uh, this one here, there's a lot more. It's, um, it isn't pollution that's harming the environment. It's the impurities in our air and water that are doing it. <laughs> you must have got manure for your brains. <laughs> Glad he straightened that out. I was a little confused there for a second. See, and you were worried, D. Yes, I was. Uh, here's one from John's. D, what's up? Just want to send you this quick email. And thank you for your advice. At the beginning of the new year, you guys did a show focusing on the advice you would give to each other on the show. On your turn, you branched off a bit to talk about you should never let them keep you down. Oh, never let the bastards get you down. That people are always more willing to share in your misery than they are to celebrate your successes or positive experiences. I've encountered this often and would let people's negative opinions affect my goals. I would come up with a good idea. I'm an entrepreneur at heart, just can't seem to find the right concept, but would constantly get pessimistic comments from people I would run, into, would run, into, run it by. They would discourage me and normally send me trying to find another idea. However, I never actually believed they were really listening, just looking for ways to shoot me down. This is a fact. Beth, this is a fact. Sure. Well, I don't want to make this too long. Just want to say that your comments that day about ignoring the naysayers and giving me the ability has given me the ability to recognize these people as such. They don't want to see someone succeeding at their dreams because these people never had the guts to do it themselves. You help me out. Want to let you know, John. John, you're welcome. And it is true. It is true, especially in the corporate world. You, it, there are a gazillion people ready to say no, but it's rare, rare to find someone willing to say yes. And, you know, and that's why you got to respect the people. Yeah, I, I mean, seriously. Okay, play the kissing up sounds. But there were a number of people who took a chance with D. Snyder. It seemed like a good idea on paper. But when you start going before, you know, down to Texas, where are they going, who the hell are you talking about? You know, and trying to explain to them why you want the guy, lead singer from Twisted Sister, the guy with all the makeup, to be your morning man. It took a lot of guts for people like Dave Hill, who's no longer with us. No, he's not dead. He's in Albany. It's <laughs> as good as being dead. And um, uh, and how about uh, and you know Rob Williams and a couple of Manuel, who you know pushed it through. So yeah, but but dude, I'm glad that helped. And the last letter I want to read comes from Hoos, who says, "D, I re was recently in Scotland at the Glasgow International Airport. Bored beyond reason, I decided to pull one from the D. Snyder playbook. I asked the information desk." To page the missing member of my party, Michael Hunt. <laughs> I must say, this timeless bit of highbrow humor is even better with a Scottish accent. <laughs> Thank you, D, for this classic piece of comedy. Shots fired, shots fired. Signed, who's? Yeah, I did that. Uh, not in, uh, not in, uh, in, it wasn't in Glasgow. I did that at Heathrow. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. When I said, Mike Hunt, please come to the information desk. Mike Hunt. Uh, all right, we're going to take a break. Come back. That's it for the email. By the way, you want to write to me, it's Captain Howdy at Radio104.com or go to our website at www.radio104.com. It comes from, you know, you can just click on my picture, fill in a message field, send me a letter that way. I do not respond to any letters. I read every single one. Some of them get read on the air. Okay.
We'll be back. What do we learn today is next. 860-666-4444. Did you learn something? Huh? Would you like to win a chance to go on the Radio 104 Ski Snowboard bus trip on Saturday, January 20th to the Catamount Ski Area? you got to be 18 years or older. Give us a call right now. Uh, and just in case, can we have, uh, Nick, can we have a prize pack in case they can't take advantage of this fabulous offer? Sure. We'll put one together. Okay. Okay, because I don't want to limit the people to just those who ski or whatever. Some of, some of the brighter members of our audience don't like to get on a snowboard. All right. Give us a call right now. What we learned today is next. This is D. Snyder Radio. It is Radio 104. Listen up. Ladies and gentlemen. This is my favorite part. Miss Call D now. 666. Talk to me. Radio. For the love of God and all humanity. We got a problem here. D. Snyder Radio. I have to control it or it will control me. It's crazy talk. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. I love D. Snyder die. On Radio 104. I just want to say thanks to Neil, who sent us a series of photos of uh, W's facial expressions with pictures of chimpanzees <laughs> next to it, making the same expression. It's really freaking funny. I'd also like to say is I hope to God I am wrong about this guy. I know. I do, too. I would love, I'd love to get on the air and go, you know what? And I will. I swear I will. If this guy shines, I'll go, hey. Don't judge a book by its cover. This guy's doing a great job. Thank God. I don't want... It was, it was a job as important as President of the United States. I don't certainly do not want him to fail. Uh, okay, so we got to get into this thing, though, right now. So uh, do we have a sponsor here, Darkside? Yeah, we do, actually. It's, uh, wouldn't, you be great if there, wouldn't it be great if there was a place that made you feel the way you did at your kitchen table? Well, maybe there is Denny's. America's Kitchen Table. You don't sound like you believe that, Darkside. Yeah, that was an awful read. <laughs> yeah, man, give us some... Give Come us some on, warmth. you like give Denny's. Give warmth. Right. Awful. Wouldn't it be great if there was a place that made you feel the way you did at your kitchen table? Well, maybe there is. Denny's America's Kitchen Table. That's better. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the money Sing? right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sing it. What we learn, what we learn, what we learn today. What we learn, what we learn, what we learn today. Well, let's talk to Doug from Bristol. Good morning, Doug. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. So, what'd you learn today? I learned that I shouldn't take a picture of my cat smoking my bong. I get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only See? reason. <laughs> See, we're not totally useless. <laughs> Doug. Yeah, no pictures, dude. No photographic evidence. Yeah. And don't put his head on the copy machine either. All right, hold on. Beth, what did you learn? Well, I learned that I have to watch Dark Side Dave around the copy machine. <laughs> oh, man. And now that I know that he photographed his, his privates. You know what? You, you got to think this, though. Seriously? We have overnight people here. They're alone, left to their own devices. Does the name Scuba Steve mean anything to you? <laughs> Lord knows what that kid's doing around here when he's If I were you, I'd building. bring a little disinfectant, <laughs> and I'd wear gloves when I use the copy machine from this point on. Uh, it was just uh, once. <laughs> he was bored. And there was a uh, reason. Let's, Sean I don't from think I want to know the reason. <laughs> this is Sean from Southington on the phone. Sean, it's D. How are you, bud? I'm doing good. D, how about yourself? Good. So what did you learn today, Sean? 
Well, I learned a good recipe for cottage cheese. Uh, take a take one part fire, one part truck with evaporated milk and crash into a government building. <laughs> <laughs> the fire to get there and add some water and you're good to go. <laughs> All right, man. Very creative. I like that. Darkside Dave, what up with you? Well, I learned that had the Buccaneers actually made it to uh, the Super Bowl, I'd have been shelling out an awful lot of money to go check them out. Which I would Seriously. Have. I would have. $3,500. I would have tried to come up with a fun. Do it a big bar and yeah, right. yeah, basically. Pass the hat. I would have, have tried. So is this sort of a blessing in disguise? Yeah. Maybe by next year, you'll be, he'll, be, he'll be selling Connor's things. Yeah, I'll be selling Connor. I'll be selling Connor. That's disgusting. <laughs> you've heard of crack. You've heard of, oh, man. Selling your kid for crack. He sells his kid for bucks tickets. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's talk to Mark from Meriden Mark. It's D. Snyder. How you doing, buddy? Hey. How you doing, D? I'm good. So what did you learn today, Mark? I learned. I just had a son. He's almost a year old, and that if he ever starts to show signs and characteristics of Nick, I definitely will not get him rubber gloves and a gerbil. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, you, you gotta stay, stay, stay away from that. Yeah, it's yeah. not a good thing. I, no. I think his parents, in retrospect, they feel it was a mistake. You know, they're pretty. They've, <laughs> they've discussed it. It was. You know, it's one of those things. You did it. The time seemed like a good idea, Beth. Right. But you know, if you had to do it again. Maybe it, maybe it'd go a different direction with the gifts. Uh, speaking of rubber gloves and a gerbil, and a gerbil, Nick. I'm a nice man. Look, I'm gay. Very, very gay. Yeah, I'm a nice man. Over the years, my ass has taken a pounding. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, D. I learned when I am uh, going to the bathroom or when I prepare myself to provide. <laughs> feces for uh, realduty.com um, I'm going to have new butt wipes which I'm very excited about that's sweet yeah. maybe just drop one in the little container just for the hell of it <laughs> no that's cutesy D. <laughs> the wipe oh, if, you, if you provide the wipe that's yeah, cutesy I think so okay let's stay, stay clear of cutesy at realduty.com <laughs> Sean I've got a, a meeting I've got to get to so uh, why don't you read back the minutes here okay Doug from Bristol learned that he shouldn't take a picture of his cat smoking a bong otherwise he'll get arrested Sean from Southington learned that a good recipe for cottage cheese is one part truck one part evaporated milk crashed into a government building and then add water later <laughs> and Mark from Meriden learned that if his one year old ever starts to show characteristics of Nick he's not going to buy him rubber gloves and a gerbil hmm <laughs> Uh, I'm, 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 I like Sean. A lot of creativity mm -hmm. there. That was good. Not you, Sean. The Sean from Southington. You cool with that? Sure. All right. Sean, it's D. Hey. Hey, man. How are you? I'm doing good. Hey, I, got good. A, I got a quick comment for Nick. Go ahead. Uh, if he needs a penny stamp to send that money to Pike, let me know, and I'll uh, forward it up to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if that's holding you back because you got to get the extra penny. Exactly. Is that what's holding, holding it up, things here, Nick? Yeah, I need that penny. That penny stamp? Okay. Yeah. That'd be great, Sean. Hey, Sean, what do you want? Uh, the want to join the ski trip to Catamount Ski Area on the 20th, or you want a prize pack? I'll go with the prize pack. All right, my man. Hold on a second, and uh, we will set you up. And thanks for playing, Mark. Thanks for playing, Jeff. Sorry we can get to you. Doug from Bristol. Try again next time, but it is time for me to go. Special thanks today goes to Doc B for coming down here. And congratulations to Sean for actually, well, 
Nick did lose a couple pounds. I mean, he was supposed to gain. Last week we said he could lose. I didn't think he I was kind of was being facetious, and he took me at my word. But Sean uh, lost five pounds. Substantial. A, that is substantial. And that's impressive. And in that, to that end, special thanks to Judy Rodriguez's Extreme Fitness in West Hartford, Bob Stores, and Supplement City, who are sponsors of the Fat Man vs. the Weasel competition. Also, uh, be Hartford for a fabulous breakfast and go there for lunch as well. And if you'd like to be a Euro sticker location, and you've got a shop that's got some accessibility to the peeps in uh, Connecticut, parts of Massachusetts, or listening area, even Long Island, which I will soon be taking over. Watch out, boys. Uh, okay, give us a call. Write to us. Captain Howdy, Radio104.com. We're putting together a new network for Euro stickers. Also, tomorrow on D. Snyder Radio, it's Ask D. And we'll be, uh, we'll have Ask D also. We'll be announcing, let's see. Oh, we'll be, in, I'm looking at the here. We're announcing the new Euro locations tomorrow. Good. And well, 710, we'll be announcing the winner of the Bahamas trip. You know, it's all about red hot tripping on Radio 104. Keep listening all day between 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. for the Red Hot Chili Pepper song. When they play it, be call number 10. You win a DVD copy of The Beach, a CD of the soundtrack, a collector's item beach bag, and you'll be registered for a chance to win a trip to the Bahamas. Each day this week, we're giving away a trip to the Bahamas. Somebody won today, and she sounded pretty damn excited. We actually have her laugh uh, on tape right here. When we, we told her that she was a winner, Dark Side. Don't have that? Oh, you don't have the Nev laugh? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That was her, actually, how excited she was. <laughs> you want a trip to the Bahamas? <laughs> she was very excited. Amanda, I think her name was Amanda. All right. The new guy. What is the new guy's name now? Andy Wilkow. Wilkow? Yes. Andy Wilkow. Does he know that there's a big air personality named Mancow? I think that's his real last name. I think that's why he's oh, going with Oh, it. I thought yeah. he was trying to play off the whole Will Cow, Man Cow. Mm. You know, Will Cow. Okay, Andy Will Cow, the new midday guy. I haven't heard him yet, but I met him yesterday. Seemed nice enough. Liked my old band. Had some of my albums. <laughs> Carved to Wister Sisters logo and desktop. Uh, so uh, he's okay with me. All right, have a great day, everybody. We'll see you bright and early tomorrow with more D. Snyder Radio. This is Radio 104. Oh, enjoy. We're going to hear At Home with Mudbone. Yes. Let's do it. Welcome to At Home with Mudbone. Come inside and experience better living. With winter in full swing, hockey is the popular recreation activity of the season. However, since hockey equipment is so expensive, here are some tips to make your very own hockey gear. In place of a hockey stick, simply use a broken tree branch. Instead of a helmet, use a mop bucket. Sofa cushions and pillows would do just fine in the terms of padding and protection. Then borrow mom's oven mitt for a glove. For the ice skates, try duct tape and razor blades to the bottom of your boots. Since hockey jerseys are traditional, use a trash bag with your very own number duct taped to the back. And now you're ready to play. An important part of the game is fighting something we are grown accustomed to in the ghetto. So make your way down to the neighborhood pond. Find the first white kid with a jersey. Pull his jersey over his head and proceed to beat him with the tree branch until either the branch break or he hits the ground. Now stomp on his head with your homemade skates until you see blood. Stop fighting at the first sight of blood as it is often considered unsportsmanlike. 
And remember, put plastic on your windows during the wintertime to conserve heat. This will keep out the cold draft. Thanks for stopping by. Be sure to tune in next week when we'll be at home with Mudbone.